what I meant was my my close personal friend. Well, that's not the part I take exception with. Kind of kind of fucked up Trayvon showing up at nine eleven. Yeah. Wow. The, the, the part I was going to call it is the part where you don't fucking read. <laughs> well, in my defense, okay, in my defense, I'm hosting, busy hosting, one of the hottest, most controversial sports talk shows on the internet right now. And I'm kind of like, I'm locked in, right? I'm in the driver's Man, seat. It's not controversial. Y'all just like it when the black football guy throws the ball and you guys like seal clap. To be fair, we were just praising Lamar Jackson. Yeah, see, and that's what all the football fans want. They just want their their pet golem to do the thing on the field, and then they're happy. That, oh, feel, that feels racist. Now. That feels racist. I can't explain why. No, 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 no. Well, well, here's, here's the thing. What, so what, once Tay gets up here and we go to B-dubs every Thursday to watch football, you'll become a football fan. Yeah. I'll, see, I'll be getting the wings deal, and then I'll be on my phone. <laughs> That's disgusting. Yeah, you, listen, he says that now, but he'll get into it. Yeah. I'll be catching up on my weekly uh, Oshi no Kino in the B-dubs. Which one is this? We really, are, we really are doing this. We're doing this bit tonight. Of is all this, the bits you could pick. Is this 86? Yeah, we're doing 86. All right. Which, which bit are we talking about? The one where you're retarded. Full on Nuremberg bit. It, I don't know if I'm doing the. It's not for the same reason as Nuremberg. It feels like a Nuremberg bit, though. You are not allowed to enjoy sports because black people play them. No, no, no. I'm, I'm not saying that's, that's the exactly reason why you, what you that's said. A, that's a pillar of the. No, 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 no. See, what I'm I'm not saying you shouldn't enjoy it. I'm just saying your enjoyment's very predictable. You're not helping your case. No, I mean, but their thing is that. You are a race traitor if you like football because black people. And that's it's not my that's not my thing. Are. That's not my thing. That's not my thing. Yeah. I think they're Sounds not like very your interesting, thing. but you know. Sounds like your thing. I was hoping you guys would take longer on the sports show, actually, because this uh, polygraph section on Fish Tank has been good. Yeah. That was a good bit. Was they're still, they're still doing it. They, after the fatty beef bells rang, they got back up there and kept going. I can't. Is fatty gone? Is he like gone for good? I'm... No, he's he's in the house still right now. He won the uh, piss your pants challenge apparently. <laughs> the one question for Oliver pants. is, are you gay? <laughs> that's funny. That's yeah. so funny. That's so funny. Oh, I mean, speaking of fish tank, it's been another week of fish tank. It has been another no. week of fish tank. Uh, and not That's a very my really good segue. Not a very good week of fish tank. I think though. it's been okay. I mean, it's been okay. The best bit this week so far. So I think Greg was this week. Yeah, because I think he said five or six days yesterday. Uh, I think Greg was entirely this past week. Greg, this is just Greg Tank, right? I mean, I don't really get the Greg. Hype, I mean, but... I'm here for I'm here for Greg Tint. Yeah. Yeah. Greg yeah. Yeah. Like, who, whose house? Greg's house? Hell yeah. The little bit they did yesterday where they were like, oh, the basement's flooding. We got to come up and have the command center in B2, which might not have actually been a bit. I, I really I really don't know. Yeah. And they just it was just like Greg, Ben, Vance, and Jet hanging out for like six hours. That was that was content. That was good. Yeah, that was a good bit. And it's just so funny because he's 
Greg, which by the way, Greg is uh he came in originally as a uh, a Mr. Beast impersonator. Like that's his bit. Skitsy VA uh is is who he actually is, a guy named Greg. And I think he I think he kind of blew up because he was uh he had a, a Mr. Beast thing. And then he's tried to like shed that. I think this whole thing is he's like tried to shed that and then like nobody actually cares yeah, he, about him he's anymore. The, he's like the type of artist who is known for one thing and hates that they're known for one thing. Right. Unlike me, right? Because I'm like, yeah. you know, in, in the wider internet, I'm probably known as like the Russ Nazi guy. I'm okay yeah. with that. I'm okay with that. Right. Yeah, I'm okay with that. If if I'm if my thing is, you know, among certain demographics, always just gonna be as like, oh, you're the Russ Nazi. And it's like, eh, 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 I'll take that. No, they'll know you for something else. Soon. Oh, you. <laughs> oh, they'll all know. When the reckoning comes, they'll know. When the when the reckoning comes, and we we release the true content, which is uh, just us doing uh stuff in Appalachia. Right. So, uh, what 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 else has happened in the tank? That's that's all that really came to mind for me. They're doing the beach oh. week thing. Trish got eliminated. Air quotes. Yeah, like the softest elimination ever because she was basically it's basically like the conversation was just happening and then randomly they're like, "Do you want to like give up and just be a freeloader?" Yeah. <laughs> She's like, "Yeah." <laughs> yeah, they were just like, "Yeah, we're you're eliminated because you're eliminated." Yeah, like there's, like there's no dramatics attached to it at yeah. all. It was yeah, literally, it, she's, she's you're, like, That's you're, cool, yeah. you're eliminated because we're coming into the final week and we still have four people, so you have to leave. Sorry. Yeah. Right. Well, then the whole she bit of like, you know, if you leave right now. After that, she, she wanted to be eliminated. She was done. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, she's just happy to smoke weed because she's a stupid drooker. <laughs> Fucking total drooker death. Yeah. Um. Not in Minecraft. Yeah, fair enough. But yeah, yeah they were like... They're like, if you leave right now, you're just going to go back to the deli anyways. So do you want to stay until the show ends? Yeah. I forgot she, she's a deli girl. Yep. That's why you sent for her. I, I've i actually been pretty anti-Trish the entire show. I don't I'm really pretty much sure like you're like the one of the generals of the Trisha militia. Yeah? I'm more of a patriot, I'll say. Really? I've been I mean, between, but, from, ever since I started watching, I'm full Tatriot. But between the two girls, I'm definitely a Tatriot more than a Trisha Militia, man. Hmm. That's bold. Yeah, let's see, we got a we got a Greg coming up for that'd be that'd be interesting. Oh now he's Gregman? Yeah. I think we all knew that. Um Let's see. I don't know. There's definitely been other stuff this week. I, I, everything blends together when you watch the show is kind of the problem. Well, though, and well. Yeah, it all blends together, especially when there's like there's no long running narratives really to anything like a bit last only as long as like, you know, they want it to. And then after that, it's just right. gone forever. And they never it's never mentioned again. I definitely feel like this season after they're like, because the whole theory about, you know, they're finally crafted narrative with Cole and stuff collapsing. Like after that happened, I do feel like this season they've gone to like kind of an experimentation mode. Maybe but they've kind of just been like trying shit out you know again I'd i mean it. look if, if they can learn from it then i'll respect it but the problem is that they have to actually learn from it like if, if the same problems happen again in season three it's kind of inexcusable but... well the thing to learn from this season is don't base your entire show's story on a rich rich kid who like can leave whenever he right. wants because he doesn't need it yeah well i mean it's my, my whole criticism was just like don't just stop narrativizing it so much and make it an actual game show and let the narrative happen right like organically right and like make 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 them actually have to do challenges and stuff instead right. of like the same bullshit every day right uh 
I felt like I Chris, was, Chris was interesting to me early just because, I mean, just, well, the, the absolute state of the man. Yeah. Yeah. Well, he is, he is hard to look at some bitch. That's for he sure. is physical comedy just by existing. Um, so this week they did have all the stuff with like they did a lot of stuff in the uh the goon cave they did oh, some yeah. bits in there uh a lot of confessionals this week a lot of uh they did the challenge in there for the so-called seons which eventually just became them sitting in there while they get like crickets thrown in and like gassed or some shit mm-hmm. like uh oh alex stein was on this week as well oh yeah stein was on uh Big we stein lost Dunye. yeah uh, hey rest in peace dumb gay and, yeah. and well, and and we'll just ask it again because it's so much fun to hear uh, Tevin's reaction. Dunye yeah. was content when I first started watching; he was an entertaining fucker. But one thing ruined it. Yeah, they let him smoke weed. Mm. Oh yeah, I mean, as he started fucking... smoking weed, he was fucking useless. Yeah, I mean, it, he stopped doing his signature laugh when he was high. It was annoying. Yeah, he stopped doing yeah. anything. He was fucking terrible. Yeah. Um, what was it? Let's see. There was, I think the tail end of Frank's stuff was this week, but then he left. Um, <laughs> asking great questions now. <laughs> you really had to think about that. Yeah. Hold on, I'm, I'm listening to this. Dead noise is content. Mm-hmm. You know, if, if you're watching this show, you should also be watching Fish Tank. It's a, tr- it's a dramatic show. pause. It's a dramatic pause. I mean, you guys can talk. I'm just listening to Greg's answers. Oh. Uh, were you waiting for me to keep saying stuff? I mean... Uh-huh. Well, I mean, I, I, I it's, the it's, the, it's the Devon show after all. Devon show. Yeah. Yeah, we're just waiting on you. Take your time. Yeah. So it's all, no, it's all you, big dog. Okay. No, I'll, I'll be back in a minute. Okay. We'll, we'll just we'll just sit here quietly until then. We'll, we'll wait. Yeah. We're good. Nothing going on. Yeah. Just complete just complete silence until you decide to come back. And what I said earlier about starting how we started the sports show with such high energy. Yeah. This is high energy. Yeah. Well, you know what we could do to fill fill the dead air? What could we do? Uh, we, we could sing happy birthday to the host. We could not do that. I mean, we could. We definitely could. You could. You definitely could. I will, I will I mute Discord, but... Well, that's no fun. No, well, I'm not a fun What are you going to do next year when you can't mute us IRL? Kill you? You can't kill me either. I mean, how do you feel about putting that to the test, FG? You'll you'll find I'm quite bulletproof. (laughs) Okay. Yeah, you'll have to find my philanthropy or whatever the fuck you were saying. (laughs) I don't. You're you're a lich. I don't. I really don't think that's how it's pronounced. It's like he was pronouncing it wrong. Yeah, he was it's, pronouncing it like philanthropy or whatever. Oh, so he finally pronounced something wrong because I'm pretty oh, sure it's was phylactery. A, I thought there was an N in there. No, I didn't pronounce oh, it yeah, wrong. The, the I just philanthropy. didn't know. Philanthropy. There's a difference in pronouncing something wrong that you're looking at and then pronouncing something wrong because you thought there was different letters in it than there actually are. My brother in Christ, you were inventing letters in that word. Yeah, that's, that's what I'm saying. I could have sworn there was an N in there somewhere. Phylact- phylactery. 
Really? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> well, let's let's uh let's let's go. Wait, what do you say? Uh, I didn't hear him, so it doesn't matter. Uh, I thought you were gonna explain the in in there. Huh? Never mind. All right, good talk. Um, yeah. we were talking. Greg, what what they're gonna? What do you think they're gonna pay them? <laughs> Uh, we were having a conversation earlier. What, what would, if y'all were a lich, right? Instead of bitches. Yeah. <laughs> um, what would, what, what, what would your phylactery be? So I've got a, uh, I've got a youth baseball, uh, world series ring. It was a world series because we play teams from Brazil and Puerto Rico. So nice. it counts as world. Okay. Beat their asses, by the way. Nice. Now I know they're functionally the same thing in mechanism, but I think phylacteries are like at least in fiction that I've always seen. They've always been more of just like little orbs of essence. Uh, yeah, I think you're talking about a horcrux. Honestly. Yeah, yeah, I was about to say it's like a hor- you're <laughs> well, talking no, more like a horcrux. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I think in modern times they kind of like because like in World of Warcraft, right? Like uh, Kel'Thuzad's phylactery is just like a urn or a vase or something. Yeah, I thought it was, but I thought it was like filled with like glowy essence shit or something. I don't know because I feel like I I feel like I'm most familiar with phylacteries because of Kel'Thuzad, but. Well, a, I googled phylactery. Yeah, it's a Jewish thing apparently. A, so that's it's a Jewish book. That's not great. Jewish box. That explains why. No, actually. okay, here we go. Uh, Kelthuzad's phylactery shares an icon with the urn of King Terranus, which stored his remains during the journey to the Sunwell. As a lich's soul is typically bound to an object during his transition to undeath, it is likely the same urn. So it is kind of essentially a Horcrux. Yeah, I mean, I feel like they are pretty traditionally represented as urns in uh, media, but yeah, an urn is what I'm used to seeing. But I don't think it. I mean, from that explanation, I don't think it has to be an urn. I think it just happened to be an urn. Yeah. So, back to the question: What would your phylactery be? Tim's would be a Tim's would be a World Series youth baseball ring. Plus, it's made out of titanium, so have fun breaking that bitch. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Won't decay either, so. Let's see. Take your time. I'm just, I'm thinking about it. I'm thinking okay. about what, what would, what would be both most secure and most uh, hallmark. You're, you're a big thinker. Yeah. Big what, thinker. What, what, what would Tony do, huh? What would I do? Yeah, what would your flattery be? He wouldn't have one because um, it's demonic. Yeah, yeah, I'm I, I'm not a Satan worshiper, so very based. Wow. Especially like Jub's collar or something, but Jub doesn't have a collar. Well, yeah, okay, he, well, you think whatever. he can be bound by something as simple as a collar? That man sure. is that man is free. Damn right. Jub exemplifies the American spirit. I've been bound by some collars in this time. You, I don't know what I don't know what I meant. Yeah, I was about to say. Would you like to elaborate on that? No, not really. No, based. Mine would be um, oh geez, Louise. I wouldn't. You know, I don't think I'd have one because I'm not. You know, unlike a lot of, I'm not afraid of death. Well, I welcome it. But here's the thing: it's not a hypothetical for you. Because I have, no. because I have one. That's true, and that's why right. I avoided the question. So I mean, realistically, for me, if I if that was actually a mechanism I knew I was capable of bringing about, you know, to have a phylactery, I think I would probably just figure out a non-reactive material to bury somewhere really nondescript. 
right. that I don't think will ever be disturbed. Words. Yeah, that was a lot of gay words. Yeah, but that's the most practical. If you're trying to avoid death by having a phylactery, that seems like the most reasonable thing to do. Titanium. Sure, but like the thing is, having an object that's desirable, like I don't know, things can still happen to it. I think if you buried it somewhere, you know, I think I'd be pretty. Would you? Safe would you? Would you bury it next to Alex's bitcoins? I mean, if they're still safe there, then it's probably a good spot. In the case of balls. I forgot about the balls. Who the fuck is that? That's TJ. Oh, okay. Oh, because of his pink eye. Yeah. Yeah. And other various injuries. We didn't talk about that. We didn't talk about how TJ's literally. Yeah. yeah somehow, somehow TJ's like all his injuries from throughout the show like hit it once somehow. Yeah. He's bruised rib, pink eye, probably PTSD. Yeah. Oh, he's definitely got PTSD. Oh yeah, one hundred percent. It builds character. Makes him more powerful. Yeah. Right. He's definitely grown the most, I feel. You can't uh you so. can't you can't keep a good loop cooch down, so I, well I guess the, the obvious question is um do you go for the uh good versus good ending arc or do you go for the good versus evil? You gotta go good versus evil. Because they went good versus they went good versus evil on season one, didn't they? I heard people uh -huh. talk. I mean, that. roughly, it was more like boring versus interesting. But... No, it was good versus evil. Don't listen to him. He's literally a simp. No, but you're a simp too for Josie. So no, I'm not. You, you were a Josie cell. You were a Josie cell. Yeah, but, ab but you... not afterwards. Afterwards, I was like, okay, it shows you, everyone. Give any, I don't you give a shit anymore. Fucking, you goon to Josie deep fakes. What? <laughs> Wow. wow. Okay. Wow. All right. Well, I've fuck. seen you posting them on uh, FTL. So okay. Anyway, you're yeah. He doing accusations he, live he, on air. He's got me. He 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 got me. I'm I'm the one that keeps posting like the Josie image really close up as the spoiler image. That's me. I'm that guy. Well, did you see the actual the actual fucking like AI edits they were putting on FTL? Oh, no. I haven't. People have been reposting them on Twitter apparently, and they've been like. Basically doing like AI ludes of like various female fish. Oh yeah, really yeah, yeah. I stupid. thought you meant of Josie. Yeah, I saw the I saw the Becky. No, there one, there was ones. one that they did of Josie Josie too. So mm -hmm. it's a little. It's kind of a little unfortunate. I feel like Josie's a little too like alien to do that too. I don't really get why people are attracted to her. I mean, she she's mute. Josie, eh. Eh. like like. She got the, she I think her, beha her behavior can be cute, but I think physically she's just... Yeah, see, that, and see, that was the real dichotomy in season one, right? It was someone who was physically not very cute, but had a great personality versus an absolute... like Letty here, right? Just so I'm clear. Huh? Are you talking about Letty here? Yeah. An absolute, like, she-demon devoid of any personality other than what she got from she has a lot of Red Scare. But nah, physically, physically attractive. She's the best. No, she's the absolute fucking worst. Well, we're gonna have her on the show soon, so Wait, well, that'll be a, that'll be an episode I sit out. So, no, you, you would be into it. Nope. You would be into it. I legitimately dislike her, but I don't understand. So, I still don't understand the Letty Mulder's like. I'm position. not molding. Like, I just don't like her. She doesn't make just, she doesn't make me angry. She doesn't make me upset. Like nothing she's ever done. I can't point to anything that's like, oh, that may I just well, I just, just don't people like, just her. like her for like a, an imagined personality when all they've seen is the character she presented as having on. A okay, show. then then that's uh, repulsive. Here's, here's the real reason people don't like her. She's Canadian. And it's real simple. She's ugly. That's it. Well, that's that's in direct contrast to what Tay was just saying about the physical appearance thing, though. No, I said I said, well, OK, I meant that. 
just her body. Her face is still kind of beat, but her the rest of her is pretty pretty good. But her face is quite literally beat. Are we still talking about Letty here? Yes. Okay. My I'll, favorite I'm my favorite part is uh, my favorite Letty feature is how she doesn't shave her armpits. Yeah, with like... shocker. Jesus Christ. Yeah. Okay, so I'm just gonna Google. You need to beat to beat beat to death. Hold Anyways. on. Okay, I can see why you like her because she looks like she's 12 from the neck up. Get her his ass! Get his ass! Drag him! Holy that's shit! Not, okay, that's not usually a stereotype applied to me. It is now. She's got the problem glasses. That's why Tevin. Okay, yeah. okay. Sure, sure, yeah. sure, sure. I, that's I'm tracking it. Um, anyways. Yeah, I... Yeah, I mean, she's, she's, she looks better off the show than she looked on the show. I'll say, like in the in the final edit of season one, a lot of the shots she looks rougher uh, than she does when she's fully made up. Or what? I mean, that's true of a lot of women. Whatever. Yeah, well, well, I'm just looking at like one of these things. Like she just kind of has the aspiring e girl look to her in some of these photos, and it's just yeah, sure. Is Adam, how do we get onto the topic of Letty? Because we were talking about something related to not Letty, and then well, I, I mentioned the good versus evil, or good versus oh evil. yeah yeah yeah. Um, so if you go good versus evil, which is the, which is the way I'm leaning, by the way. Okay, so who are we even considering evil in season two? Are we calling it oh, Tay? Tay I, it's not even a question. Taylor's the heel. Like here's here's the thing. Like the name Tay, right? Just carries a lot of like malicious energy like have you ever met someone named tay taylor any variant who was not like completely like borderline sociopathic manipulative hmm. fair point <laughs> so yeah well i don't know i feel like you know i get that in the context of the other fish she's the heel but i don't think she's evil he's the heel now which makes her the evil side. You know, there's, there's just no way around it, right? Right. I mean, especially considering your other two options. So between Shinji and other other bald name escapes, yeah, TJ. TJ. I feel like there's good arguments to get rid of either one. Yeah, I mean, for the in in interest of how compelling the final act could be, I think that. Ultimately, I'd rather see TJ versus Tay as the yeah. final act, but Shinji, Shinji, like that language barrier is just like mounting. Well, there's no heat with Taylor and Shinji. There's heat right. with with Taylor, Taylor and TJ. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Just like there's no heat with TJ and Shinji. Right. So I, I think you gotta take Shinji out. Yeah, I mean, I I hope that they like somehow find an excuse to get Shinji off and give him like pity money or something you know right. well they're all getting paid a little bit just to have been on yeah. so. right. they, they've made some money from challenges and whatnot too right well sure there's the challenges i think it would be nice if there was a baseline amount they were assured to based on placement like that was one of my ideas when early the season everybody was quitting preemptively or whatever it was like there needs to be incentives for them to stay on the show and then if they leave without being eliminated they forfeit certain right. things you know yeah i like, agree there, there, there needs to be like an incentive like oh for just being on the show, you're assured like this amount of money, and then based on your placement, it grows. But if you don't get a, if you're not told to leave by staff, you know, as part of a fair elimination, like if if yeah. you leave Our on your own accord, yeah, if you leave on your own accord, or if you do something that's like illegal and you get kicked out for that reason, I think both of those should forfeit it probably. Right. But 
Yeah, like that whole thing with JC where she was like, uh, she was up very upfront about like she wasn't in it to win it at all. Like that yeah. was just, that was, I was disgusted by it. That was bullshit. I was like, why did you even have her on then? Right. Unless they had intended some sort of, as part of that storyline, that it was only going to last a little while. Yeah, like, the, uh, is the summer debacle a work or a shoot? Oh, man. Uh, that's, that's a great question. That is a great question, honestly. I think. I. Okay, so I think her. Or, or work shoot, third option. I think her reaction to it is a shoot. But I don't think any of it actually happened. No, well, none of it happened because, you know, it's woman. woman no, I think she's just an insane BPD bitch. And unless it, unless there's some like big payoff like at the end of the show, right? Where like you know what would actually be funny, you know what would be hilarious uh-huh. is if at the end of the show they bring Summer back in and be like, because of ongoing litigation, we're we're like forced to give her the money. Sorry, <laughs> or just like just like admit that when she thought everybody was an actor and she won before she left, just like admit that was actually true. <laughs> yeah, that'd like, be funny too. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, and then there's like like another fake ending type situation or yeah, whatever. Yeah, yeah. Or, um, or or in in the the vein of my thing to take it a step further and like bring her in. It's like we actually we have to give her the house as well, so we all have to like leave in the next hour. <laughs> that would be funny. And then the sh- the show ends and it's just summer like standing in l- the wreckage of B two, just looking around. And then the cameras mm-hmm. go dark. That that would be that would be some true Neptune. Greg just wanders through the hallway. Oh yeah, Greg. Greg, yeah, Greg's Greg's still there though for some reason. Yeah, that would he's be not bri- he's not briefed at all on who Summer is. No, no, not at all. <laughs> so just like have him in the basement for some reason or the attic or something. And then everybody leaves, and then he just comes down. Actually, I don't know because he's kind of like he's he's Gollum esque, right? He has no like will right. of his own. So I think if you told him to stay in the attic, he might stay up there until like he died. <laughs> like and he would... just kept gaslighting him repeatedly, like yeah, 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 we're gonna pay you on you know such and such date. Yeah. Well, no, the, the lawyer said we had to move it because of you know conflict of interest with you remaining on the show. Right. Yeah. Just just we have to wait, just... Until, we have to wait until completion of the arc. <laughs> Stick him, stick him up in the attic and see how long he'll stay, right? And just at a certain point, like he's he's subsist, subsisting off of uh, Blicky's like old Wendy's fries. <laughs> yeah. Speaking of though, was was Greg versus uh, Ben the past week? Oh, the, the big boxing match. I right. Th- yeah, what had to been because Greg's only been there yeah. about six days. It was it was over the weekend, wasn't it? Yeah. Okay. Because I was gonna say that was a highlight of the past relative part of the show, like um. Because that was like a moment where he actually did show initiative because basically his thing was he was like defending the honor of one of the girls. I think uh, the girl uh, the girl who paid to be on. Jack. Um, yeah. Who we, we glossed uh, over that as well, kind of. like. No, I, yeah. I was going to circle back around to that. Oh, okay. I, I wanted to talk about that. I, well, I mean, it, it was such a short-lived thing and like, I don't know if she got like a partial refund or if that was part of the work or whatever, but like she was not on very long. Um and the whole thing was they were threatening to like cut her hair and then greg stepped up to like ring the bell on the producers to to save her and then uh he rang the bell on sam right but sam right. i don't think he wanted to like box somebody and hold back to that degree or whatever yeah, sam, didn't want... sam didn't want to utterly mog him <laughs> yeah so he elected ben who i think ben still went easy i think he's still he kind of through well, he, but, wasn't uh... even wearing, he wasn't even wearing head protection right but it, it's still in in effect. It was the, like the hottest fight of the season, I think. Oh yeah. As far as like 
at the most dynamic many rounds looked like an actual fight it was pretty decent um what what laptop is he using it looks like a knockoff iMac or MacBook I don't know it's like a Lenovo or something I thought it was a MacBook at first when I saw him using it the other day but it, it now that I'm seeing it again it's like it's very much like a knockoff because like the keys are even like similar pretty much every like non-gamer laptop these days is trying to go for the i the uh the mac i'll tell you what after having been using a mac now for about a month it's pretty good it's pretty good well i think their laptops are probably overall their product category that's the most widely praised right like like they do them uniquely well yeah after my uh after my last pc that i built uh literally like exploded based Shout out to uh, Warhammer Inquisitor Martyr, by the way, for being the game I was playing when it fucking died. Best. But um, I ended up buying a Mac Studio as a replacement. Yeah. I now I repurposed it for my office. I I like it. Interesting. And I run the I run Parallels on it, so if I need Windows, I've got Windows. Right. And it's it's a it's a freaking battleship, man. The thing's a monster. Yeah. Yeah. If, if money is no object, I think things like that are pretty well liked too. I think the main objection to like when you get higher because the studios are usually pretty high spec, but then they're also pretty expensive, right? Like that's supposed to be the trade off. Yeah. Right, and I, I think I think the main thing is like if if you're somebody who's especially concerned with the budget, I think like pound for pound is not a great value, but I think as far as like all in one solutions go, it's pretty nice. Yeah, it's like if if you break it down into like a per year cost, if you get enough of one to future proof yourself for a good like good solid like eight to ten years. Yeah. Which which a high end Mac Studio will do. Like you're you're good for a decade. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's it's like a lot of other product categories where after a certain point of income, you don't care so much about like small discrepancies in budget, you know. Um like there's actual utility in not having to shop around to do stuff yourself, you know, because your time is worth more, basically. So Yeah, the time and money paradox. The whole right. thing that like Bill Gates should never stop to pick up a hundred dollar bill on the in the sidewalk because he lose more than he would make <laughs> yeah yeah i've never heard put that way but that makes a lot of sense yeah um <laughs> I, I feel like i've gotten my money's worth out of it and just the uh i think i've had it for about what i bought it actually right after i quit my job oddly enough yeah so yeah oh. that was the middle of 22 so i've, I've definitely gotten my money's worth out of it already well it's it's another thing is like i think about this more and more with because of the photography gear especially because it's it's a pretty you know it's a relatively expensive hobby with a lot of stuff like there's a lot of things that you can upgrade to that aren't really necessary necessarily but you want them and it's like if you buy something and you legitimately enjoy it like that's also its own intrinsic value too like it's uh like things that just are nice to have you know um like i like i don't like to overemphasize that because you get into like consumer territory pretty like you know overconsumption pretty fast if you think that way all the time but like for certain things that you're going to buy anyways like you're going to have a computer you know right realistically speaking like springing for something that you are going to enjoy or that's just like nice in that particular way for a premium doesn't seem too bad yeah like that was my my main justification was like i know for a fact i'm going to be able to run windows on this if i want to and uh intel macs are pretty much dead now like you can't really get a new intel mac anymore so parallels was going to be the only way to dual box with one computer such as it was so i knew i knew i needed one with some beef and then i found out about the mac studio researched it the form factor is incredible 
I had everything else all set up, so I didn't need to buy any peripherals or anything like that. It just it it worked yeah. out at the time. It, I was able to justify it pretty easily. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. So the Mac Studios do use the M2 architecture or whatever. That's cool. Yes. Um, because yeah, th I mean that that whole uh like chip has been hyped up as being really really good for what it is. Yeah. No, it's it's diesel. No question about it. Yeah. No, definitely. Like, I think I think if you're gonna spend a lot of money on like a nice laptop, anyways, I think going Mac does make sense. So there's, there's like the, the there's the support for it. Uh, there's the ecosystem. There's some exclusive software that, especially for creative people, sometimes is useful. Um, depending on the field you're in. Uh, yeah, and, and that was my drawback. Like, I'm like, I'm not gonna be doing like graphic design is not my passion. I I can't draw a <laughs> big figure. That's true, but I mean, you know, I mean, nonetheless, like, if, I mean, it, it's it's a thing where Apple products are designed to be both the cater to the creatives, but also kind of be nice as just an, an easy to access user experience for normies too. So right, and um, and some certain even even if you're if you're thinking about the gaming aspect, because typically Macs are a a big negative on the gaming scope, right? Right. But a lot of, um, even especially on an M2, a lot of games now, the native apps work just fine. Really? And uh, for Parallels for gaming is not a good call. But um, I'll tell you what bridged the gap for me for a while was uh, yeah. the GeForce Now streaming service. Ah, yeah. Is, is pretty legitimate. It's pretty good. Yeah. And that allowed me to play some stuff that I, to play some stuff on that that I could not directly play as, as native or using any kind of like a wine enhancement or anything because it wasn't available or whatever. Mm -hmm. As long as it was on Steam. That was pretty much the only hard requirement. Right. Yeah, I'm not super up on like uh, getting stuff working on Mac, like as far as games go and stuff, but... Yeah, wine is a pretty neat concept in that it's... um, It's basically a wrapper. You just, you're just taking the, the Windows application and wrapping it in a Mac-compatible format. Yeah, it's not so different from the compatibility layers for Linux than uh, for yeah, gaming exactly. and stuff. Exactly. In fact, I think it's the same name. I think Wine is the same. I think I think Linux is the bridge. Yeah, it could be. Um, I think there's a couple different methods to do it, but yeah, that makes sense. Um, anyways, that's that's cool. Uh, what were we talking about before, Max? <laughs> Uh, fished. Yeah. Uh, so we decided that Yeet Shinji and focus on Tedley versus TJ for the for the grand prize. Right? That's how I'd like to see it. I, I think that's the way you got uh, it. I think the, the the script is already written there, so to speak. Right. I like. I don't know how they'll elegantly get Shinji off, but I do hope that you know, uh, they give him a nice exit and he gets some money out of it. But uh, ultimately, yeah, I think if they want it to be most compelling. They're, they're going to have to either do TJ versus Tay, or they're going to have to, like, dream up some scenario that makes the Shinji matchup work, and I don't... I don't think they have anything like that on deck. How do we feel about the possibly controversial statement by... I, I saw Dungay say it on Twitter. What's that? That um, season two is the more iconic season. I feel Ooh. like he's a little bit... He's a little bit biased by the fact that he was on it. I can't... I cannot agree with that at all. He said something. Season one was more something. I can't remember what he said, but he said season two was more iconic. No, no, I, no. I, I think I think you'll never have a season as like if we're using the word iconic here. I think 
nothing's gonna beat season one. I think you could say that like pound for pound, maybe it's been as a net uh, amount, you know, more entertaining, and that might be true. Like I think a lot of season one is regarded with like rose colored glasses. Um, yeah, like well, I chalk that up to uh, you know certain folks like to use words that they don't know what they means. Right. Right. Well, yeah, and especially when you a lot of the people involved in the show end up in, end up being Zoomers who do have like like a new speak type vocabulary, you know, so they like one word will mean like a dozen different things for them. And iconic's one of those words that they'll throw around. Right. Yeah, uh, yeah for sure. So I don't know, but uh, I don't think it's more iconic. I do think that like certain envelopes have been pushed. I, I do think it's like, even though it didn't pan out how I think we or the production team wanted it to necessarily, I do think that they've managed to make it entertaining enough. Um, I think like the peak of doomerism for the show was definitely like the week after Cole left was probably the, like the height of fish tank doomerism this season. And it's been better since watching after this. So I'm not familiar with the Cole. Yeah. I mean, if you weren't there for the, for the real early season, like it would be hard to describe why it was a big deal in any short order, but like just because we, we were expecting a more transcendental kind of plot line. I I can explain the Cole thing pretty easily. You yeah. know how they're trying to push TJ as the main character? Yes. Imagine TJ, but he actually had personality and was likable and actually had main character energy. Oh, that is actually somewhat difficult to imagine. It is, but that was Cole. And Cole was say, really good. This will be controversial, but over time, I feel like I view Cole less and less fondly, honestly. Jesus, here like, we go. I, I, th- I think just his no, whole... I, I wonder why... What? What do you mean? You know exactly why. <laughs> it's not. It's not a letty thing. It's not it's a, a letty thing, thing. because it's a thing. that wasn't even the reason he left the show. For one, oh, it was. But okay. No, no, we are. We both know it was because production didn't. This is what I'm about to say. It's his whole thing of acting so above it and just being too meta was getting annoying for everybody. I think. Okay, but that's exactly what Jimmy did, and then they like boosted him doing that. So yeah, but Jimmy's like actually fucking retarded. So well, they didn't kick him off. So for that, sure. But the problem is like Cole is too too smart for the show you know oh most certainly <laughs> i feel so. like if if it was me and again this is somebody who's who's new to the whole new to the tank new to the experience i almost feel like if they're cast when they're casting for season three they need to sniff out people who have too much familiarity with seasons one and two well, well no well, that's of... they they focused for that this yeah. season because they wanted that was the yeah. that was like the early season hook there's nine fans versus one normie but the problem was the normie like checked out like way too early yeah and then it was just they then they just were like oh you're all fans so yeah, yeah. so that was like one twist and then but i mean a, a lot of my commentary on that because a lot of people early season were saying oh it's fucking stupid they're doing this blah, blah, blah. it's like well if this show continues to go on and continues to get more and more known there's going to be a point where it's really hard to get people who both are willing to come on a show on this and haven't somehow heard of it or, or aren't at least able to look it up, you know, when they're yeah, casted it's, for it's it. It's like jury pool selection at that point. Like it's, it's almost impossible to find somebody. Like, right. So like, my no, I think it'd be real easy. Just do the, do the same way that you got JC, just put up Craigslist ads across the country and well, be like, we're sure, looking for it, aspiring actors. I, I just think that would be hilarious. But the thing is they could even be people who, aren't previously acquainted with the show but can learn about pretty quickly when they know they're going on it you know like don't know that don't give them that's what that's what most of them said jc said the name fish tank was nowhere in her contract okay so she didn't even look it up well and that helps then but all i'm saying is that like 
the show to be compelling needs to not be reliant upon a certain level of ignorance anyways. Like it shouldn't be necessary for the show to be good. And I think even this season, you've seen some of it, like some of the drama still has been organic and some of the challenges have still been organic. If they just had well-designed challenges for the, for the fish that put them through bullshit, they weren't expecting, you right. know, like, th- like there's, there's no, there's no kind of, pre-gaming and preparing for having to eat fucking airsoft fatties shit you know like there's right. no pre- there's, there's no overcoming that by like mentally preparing yourself like when like Ugh. when you're there <laughs> like it's one thing to, to strategize beforehand but that can almost be a detriment if you have like too much uh inflexibility in your game plan you know with how the game tends to pan out like i think being able to adapt is a good thing and maybe not having many preconceptions is a good thing so it's almost a detriment to like overly prepare um and that's actually shown in the season by the fact that all these people are supposedly fans and still got kind of shook by certain things um i'm sure being there you know in person is a very different experience and and you know, like i said if they were just good at making challenges they could just make new ones or ones that are just variants that the fish don't expect and then you know it's still novel there's still stuff that happens there's still competition um I don't know. They just I, a lot of the issues with the show. I feel like aren't ca- like the, the casting failure to me wasn't casting fans. It was casting quitters. Yeah, was the issue like because too many of them just give up way too easily. Like that was the issue, and that's why I'm saying there needs to be both like screening for people who are just too mentally ill to function. Like it's funny if they're a little crazy, but if they're so crazy that they have to be fucking hospitalized and kicked off the show, that's not good. Yeah. Um, and then there needs to be incentives to like stay because you're assured some amount of reward for it like it needs to be like okay you know you make it this amount this placement or whatever you're gonna get this much more money but you have to be eliminated by the staff you can't just walk off the show when you feel like it and get that money right so uh and then on top of that just uh the the staff just needs to be better at running the show like that's the the main thing I i think i think they checked out pretty early yeah probably because well that the was the, they, that was the energy that I felt when I started watching was that production was flailing a little bit. Yeah, because you had the only people that had any kind of main character syndrome at that point were the freeloaders. Yeah, well, right. and, and the problem was is like I think most of what you had based trying kind of your big plans off of like you had almost half the 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 cast leave within two weeks. Right. So it, it needs to be that like their plan, their game plan for the show being interesting is participant agnostic, you know, like they can't rely on any one person being the one to stick around and they, they need to actually have them and they need people not, not to quit for, through whatever means possible. Um, I mean, it's like into like small scale bits have still been good. Like Ben has still been really funny this season. Oh, Ben's but always that's, great. Ben's, but that's because Ben's he's, so he's like an incredibly skilled, like, improv actor basically like right. he's just very good at just going up and just making shit funny on the spot mm-hmm. um yeah he's pretty smooth with it and like I, like jet still has had funny moments too but the problem is jet i think his humor relies more on his plot lines kind of working out how he wants mm-hmm. and his plot lines haven't really been present this season um and then when yeah, Sam's around, he's been funny, but he's been funny as the behind the scenes TTS guy fucking with the fish and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, sure. I mean, he's pretty he, like he's notably good at that. Right. With, again, because it's, the problem there is that obviously they don't know from the inside, but his TTS is so much different from the vast, you know, unwashed, unfunny masses. Right. Yeah. Um, 
and then yeah, Sam's Sam's been good when when he's been on, and he's been on a lot more this season because he's not as tied up in other things. But um, no, I mean overall the season hasn't been horrible. I just you know it could it could have been more if they were just a little bit more uh, prepared going into it or something like that. And like, which hopefully again they learn something by the time season three comes around. Um, like it's simple things. It's like the site needs to work flawlessly because that's like that's how people enjoy the product and basic things about the product need to be better too, which is, you know, like casting needs to be better and challenges need to be better. And like, it's pretty, it's pretty simple. It just needs to be a game show that people want to win and they want to compete. And those are the stakes, you know, you don't need fake meta drama bullshit. Like I think the weakest part of the early season was really just how much they relied on retarded fucking romance bullshit. Like that was the, the most miserable part of the show for me. It was like just the, the plot, the the plots with like Brian and Trish and Brian and CK. That's that shit sucked so bad. Yeah, that was terrible. It was by far the worst part of any fish tank related material. C- I think. CK has to be the most forgettable freeloader of all time. I sometimes uh, yeah. I'll see a sometimes I'll see a picture of her and I go, who the oh yeah. Yeah, that's, that's you know it's rare, it's rare you see a picture of her because she's she kind of looks like a cryptid. Kind of does, yeah. yeah. Um. Anyways, so yeah, uh, I'm really curious to see though what they do with the final act here because yeah, it, time is winding down pretty quickly here. Sunday. And I mean, the, the contract does stipulate like it does provide uh, provision for going a little bit overtime. Mm-hmm. I think up um, to eight weeks actually. Right. So. If they can't wrap it up fast enough, a couple extra days maybe on the table, you know. I think, um, I think that's what happened last uh, last season. So, yeah. And then Jim, uh, Jim. <laughs> Jet was tweeting that he's like they're already looking, going to look at the season three house. Of course, he did put house in quotation marks. So I'm hoping they finally went with my idea of like just renting a studio. Well, yeah, I mean, I, I've, I've said yeah, warehouse was kind of the idea we talked about before, like being able to do like a modular set kind of type thing. Yeah. Um, That'd be cool, or maybe just just maybe they don't do that, but just another more unorthodox location. You know, who knows what kinds of buildings? Yeah. Um I do think that like that's one way to keep the show fresh across seasons is just get very inventive with the setting yeah. um, and the theme. And uh, yeah, I mean, I mean, so part of their business plan because they have that investment, like that, like crowdsource investment site mm-hmm. that uh, that they listed on, and that's how I knew that the the mines CEO guy was involved. Mm-hmm. Um, on that page, one part of their business plan does include uh, like real estate as a major income stream. So like they're well, yeah. buying the pl- they're buying the places they do the show at now and then flipping them uh, yeah. later on. I think. Yeah. So. Uh, and so that's, like, and play- that's why that's why they have a lot more leeway this season with destroying stuff. Yeah. Right. I think they built. I think they bought the house as a fixer upper. Basically, they mm-hmm. did like a, a quick kind of paint job to, or like a you know just a little touch up to to right. make this funny sets that they have. But they didn't. Yeah. It's not like they were using like the best like you know high quality materials for that. They just need sets, and now they're destroying it, and then they're right. going to actually renovate it before. Yeah, it's it's it. so funny that like last season, like mustard on the walls, uh, you know, goat shit. And then the one hole in the wall is like, oh, wow, that's crazy. And then this season, like, just entire walls are gone. You know, right. uh, it's 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 weird this season. Yeah. Probably the turn of the living I, I room. Found what, uh, I found what Dumbgay said. He said season two was more iconic. Season one, respect the throne. Uh, but, he spelled, but he spelled throne as T-H-R-O-W-N because he's retarded. 
<laughs> right. Well, we don't call him dumb gay for no reason. I mean, he did score 82, 82 IQ on the test, so. Dude, I do not think that was a work. <laughs> I think that was 100% shoot, so. Yeah. Um. Okay, so, so the whole argument against season two being more iconic is all Letty Simps. So amazed I don't see Tevin in there yet. Yeah, shocker. Uh, I mean, well, here's the thing. I, even people who aren't necessarily fans of Letty, I think a lot of people will admit that like her antics ultimately were one of the high points of nope. season one. Maybe I'll link the tweet for you. I don't have an intro. I mean, I can find you it. Can I know his page. No, I, between. I don't have an... I mean, if people are already saying it, especially, I don't have a reason to say that. I mean... But like it is a, a recurring comment this season is like these like these retarded boring fish this season. It's like if you guys watch season one, you know that like the Letty strategy was fairly successful and like being a like a, a troublemaker it makes you fun and then you're less likely to be eliminated. Because I mean, ultimately, like eliminations on the show aren't necessarily popularity based or even contest based. Because like if they, if they like somebody enough, if they're useful enough to the show, they'll bend rules for contests. To like make it so you're not the one eliminated. Or, uh, if they need for, the, you. for those at home, I do want to explain what the Letty strategy is. Uh, the Letty strategy is a two parter. It's a uh, sleep with Sam Hyde and b threaten everyone with lawsuits. That's the Letty strategy. So. She's done neither of those. Though. Okay, well she did, but okay. Uh, I mean, she so you, did. Could, you could say that Summer a little late is trying to deploy the Letty strategy. Well, yeah. now, Letty, <laughs> now bit, yeah. <laughs> Summer claims she was raped. Um, if, if it's a work, she took it too far by also claiming that somebody assaulted her at the hospital. It's so funny. Yeah. It's rape is not funny. Well, sometimes. Um, it's so funny that the here's why I think it might be a shoot because right. the summer was rape thing started like before she was even off the show. Right. Like that joke started on FTL. Like, well, because a couple times the first during week, her. During her freakouts, she was like brought into like bathrooms, like ostensibly to be consoled or something by yeah. like both Shinji and Jimmy at different points. Right. Um, and to be fair with, with Jimmy, I could kind of believe the possibility. Oh, 100%. Yeah, 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 yeah. And remember, the cameras were still covered up at that point in the bathrooms. Right. So, so we may never know. Right. And I wouldn't know. I, Jimmy? No, I would put a bathroom. But the thing is, if it was Jimmy, she's actually, she's actually been one of the loudest Jimmy supporters since she got back on social media. Right. So but, I, but think of it this way, right? Stockholm syndrome. Right, exactly. Like, exactly. <laughs> you know how, like, you know how, like, bitches, when they get, like, messed up or whatever by people, like, they'll always, like, try and blame it on someone else first. Right. Yeah. See, see okay. where I'm going with this? Yeah. Yeah. That would be a pretty major woman moment. That would be a massive woman moment. Yeah. Yeah. It would also be hilarious. I, I bet we could get Jimmy on the show. You think so? I think he's pretty... He seems pretty eager for any sort of exposure. I mean, look, he went and hung out with Morrow, and, like, that's... That's true. Yeah. That's true. If you'll, hung, if you'll hang out with Morrow, you'll probably hang out with us. Well, yeah. Well, I mean, as our... Um, what's the word? What, what's, the, what's the position I want to bequeath into you? Uh, what was the uh, well? My old my old position was charisma officer. Yeah, but like, what's what is what is the job called when like you go out and like? So now now my position is just the Rizzler. I not think. casting, but like <laughs> recruiting. No, not even recruiting. Like, recruiting, there's a word casting, for it. Like, um, oh, uh, like talent scouting. Yeah, talent scouting. Yeah, but for guests on the show. Yeah, yeah. yeah I mean, something, something like, like that. that. 
Um, uh, like a booker, like an like a appointment. A booker. booker. You're our booking agent. Yes, that's it. Perfect. Thank you, Tim. I, I'm I'm Booker T. Booker T. Have you ever done a spin rooney? Have you I, ever I have you ever told Hulk Hogan that we coming for you? Maybe. That's not the Have you quote. ever asked, can you dig it? Suck it. <laughs> um yeah, so have you I ever you... have you hey, here's the real question. Have you ever yeah. shucky ducky quack quacked? Is that actually a Booker T thing? That's actually a Booker T thing. Oh, absolutely. Shucky ducky quack quack. Shucky ducky. Get a fucking drink. That's my answer right there. He's one of those wrestlers that I've seen perform, but I kind of forget he exists pretty often. Wow. Booker T had like a strange career trajectory because like in his early days, he was like a, he was like a legitimate threat because he was a big guy and he had a stable with it was his brother or something. And yeah. they were, they were pretty big. They were pretty good. But then oh, I yeah, think he, about, uh, yeah, Harlem Heat. Yeah. Harlem Heat. Sometime after the, the King Booker thing, he almost started like slipping into like joke character territory. And I think that's right. when he was like, I, I'm hanging it up. I'm hanging it up. Yeah. I saw a little bit of his gimmick in TNA. He was he was completely mailing it in at that point. It was oh so yeah, bad. everyone everyone was mailing it in TNA. That's what TNA was for. Like yeah, he was just there because fucking slap nuts wanted to get a whole bunch of stars in there, and he was just willing to pay them all. Huh, I see he I see once upon a time he didn't have the long hair. Interesting. Yeah, he would he was shaved or he had not even shaved. He had like the. Like the like the eighties like you know high and tight kind of thing going on. Yeah, like the Jeff, yeah. like the Jazzy Jeff fade. Yeah, that's it. Right, like I I only ever saw him on like wrestling after he got the long long hair going. Anyways, yeah, uh, interesting. Yeah, yeah, Booker Stevie T. Ray. Stevie Ray was the I, I think it's a kayfabe brother. I don't think he was. I don't think they're really blood. It's really, it's really easy to derail the show by mentioning mentioning a wrestler. <laughs> it's really easy. Well, hey. <laughs> But yeah, um, well, you guys are big Booker T guys. That's good. Booker T, I hardly know her. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's a shame we didn't get a a Erm what the spruce this season. Erm what the spruce? Erm what the spruce? I love that. That's so funny. I love the video of the basement, but they were like, what the fuck is she yeah, saying? Yeah, where Jet's filming it, because yeah. I think that was like early season one where they're having issues, and he was doing a lot of live streams to make up for it, and it was like, yeah, he was watching her in bed, and, and yeah, she just started repeating it. I am a hard disagree on the Trish got more interesting after becoming a freeloader thing, by the way. She just... No, I agree too. Like she, she's more unbound now, but like in a way that's not fun because a lot of the fun with the fish is watching them be fucked up and like anxiety ridden. And when they start enjoying it, it's kind of lame. Actually, <laughs> like I don't want you to have fun on the show. I want you to be in pain. Well, it's yeah, and it's just the typical, you know, weed's totally not addictive, which is why I can't function without waking and baking every morning. Right. Well, it's the same thing with uh, Fatty the season. We're like. He's slightly inconvenienced, and they scream at production to like get him his vape or something. Yeah, he needs to not come back. I do. I would enjoy it if they chose different. Like, like this season, they had a couple freeloaders that were different. You know, I mean, like, like, uh, Dumb Gay was around for a long time as an anchor point, and so is Oliver actually now. Um, and they were, you know, a little fresh. I mean, 
Oliver's kind of Oliver's weird. He's kind of a sleeper. Like he's he's kind of boring most times, but then he has these weird moments where he's like he's almost like the Samwise Gamgee to like random fish. Like he like he's randomly helpful out of nowhere and like carries them for a little bit. Uh yeah. we're necessarily yeah, like I, 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 he took a while to heat up. Right. Um and, and I'm gonna this I, we took a long way around this, but circling back to the OnlyFans thought. Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. Jesus. That, I gotta give that girl credit. She was content from the jump. She was doing shit. No, yeah. I mean it was a little upsetting that she didn't last longer because her the dynamic was interesting. Well, we forgot uh, to mention the OnlyFans girls, she allegedly paid to be there. So yeah, well, she, well like, that's why that's what I was right? saying earlier is like I wonder if she got like a partial refund or if like she just had to eat the loss when she when she lo- left that earlier or whatever. Or if but... it was just like that's just like that was the experience and she was like, Oh, okay, well that was fun. Right. right. Then, well, then maybe it ended early because the, the bottom line is she got hassled. Well, we, we don't yeah. know if she paid for just the date or the, the whole st- overnight stay. Right. Some of the things she said before she went on kind of implied the latter. That's true. Cause, well, but they yeah, did the date know. thing, so who knows? They did. Yeah, they did the date thing, which isn't actually included in the more expensive one necessarily. Right. Uh, so if it was like you got the date and then you got a little bonus experience throughout the night. like. But Sam made it fair. sound like she paid for the full thing. But then again, never trust anything they say. Well, on yeah, camera. I was going to say, I mean, whether whether she paid for one or the other or whether she even paid at all could all be a potential work. You know, you can never really know with these people. Well, so. that and Sam's got the financial incentive. Like he's got, he's he's whale hunting at that point. It, well, yeah, exactly. Um, I, she, I, came, I, she came in there. She was straight. She was content. She did not, to her credit, she did not hype up the OnlyFans thing. The trash wearing the trash bag thing was fucking funny. That, that was hilarious. Yeah. That was a great bit. Uh-huh. But she did not play that up. She was there and like fucking doing shit and getting involved. And then Frank Hassel hassled her, and that was that. She was pretty, yeah. much, pretty much gone after that. Hmm. But yeah, speaking of Frank and stuff, like Frank, uh, Fatty, and so on, like I do think that they're not present or at least less present next season. Because uh, if if they recur as like major freeloaders every season, that'll get old, you know. No, I it's would almost... agree. I think that you know that's Frank Castle doing his thing, and I would I would throw Alex Stein in there. Uh, Alex Stein is only, like both times he was only there for like a weekend. I think that works. I think every freeloader, unless they're like a dumb gay type, should only be there for a weekend. Like Frank, a weekend. Fatty, a weekend. Right. Alex Stein, a weekend. And like do like every week. In fact, there you go. Like you could have your like mainstay freeloaders, like dumb gays, Delaney's, Nifty's, whatever. But then like the char- yeah, big like- character types, just give them a weekend. Yeah, I do think that, like, if, if you were planning the meta for the show, right, right, I think that categorization would be important. There's, like, headline freeloaders yeah. that you might have recur often. Like, yeah, I'm fine with Fatty or Frank for a weekend, you know, and Alex Stein, because he does that anyways. Yeah. That could, that can, it could be, like, you know, that's a major kind of uh, challenge in the show is, like, when so-and-so comes on the show and th- the dynamic changes a little bit. I think, Alex yeah. Alex Stein like, oh. doing his show live from the tank, I thought that was really fun yeah that was really fun i I appreciate how much he's kind of supportive of the show as somebody who's definitely a bigger name you know um yeah like that's that's really cool of him all said um and the fact that he's actually been referring people for casting on the show like dumb gay um because that's the whole reason why dumb gay knew about the show uh because of alex stein um but yeah so like then there's the tier of freeloaders that are kind of like pseudo fish who like participate more more uh, more consistently in the challenges, I guess. Like all, like Oliver and Dumgay have behaved as if they were contestants, oftentimes. Um, and even Ty has both both appearances. 
Uh, so, like, those two different categories of freeloader, I think it's it's important to distinguish between. And I, I think that it's actually good for the long-term freeloaders to be a little bit more mild. Um, and yeah, kind you kind of like Oliver was conserving energy a lot. Right. Like, just to, just to be, like, to, for them to be more of, like, long-term social set pieces that change the dynamic in more subtle ways, and then you have the big short-term ones that are, like, wrecking balls coming through. Um, yeah, like, Hassle is the ultimate wrecking ball, right? <laughs> right. Well, I, the big thing with Hassle is I feel like his introduction every season oftentimes signals, like, okay, the meta of the season now is going to be more confrontational and more destructive. And yeah, like usually... we are flat out trying to get somebody to either run themselves off or run them off. Right. In fact, I think season one that might have been speculation that like Hassel's stay was dictated by like if he could get like an X amount of fish to leave and then his role would be done or something. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but yeah, uh, I don't know. Hard to think of who else they would introduce to the show. Like, because I mean, the thing is, there's a lot of like the, the MO for the show is a lot of times getting people who have had careers on like social media or like YouTube or whatever. Um, but usually not big enough that that unless you were in a particular niche, you would know about them. Like, you know, I wouldn't know who Skitsy was or whatever. Uh, or I wouldn't, you know, I didn't know who Airsoft Fatty was even before season one. So I, 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 I knew his I name. Skitsy, he's he's more malleable than TJ. He has zero of his own. No, he does. Yeah. He has nothing. But like a recurring a recurring theme with freeloaders though is like they'll be smaller time content creators and like I think a lot of the meta there is also Sam likes to get them on and then like coach them on being better at being personalities or whatever you know like like that's what kind of what he's been doing with Greg right is trying to like encourage him to stay for the content right but also like he, he I mean when they say that they're trying to help out their careers they're not lying either like the show has a fan base and presumably one that will grow over time and. Uh, you know, if, if you're if you're a floundering content creator or whatever, then it could be a boon. And especially if you're like a really milk toast guy like Greg, like it doesn't hurt to actually encounter kind of more edgy personalities, I think. Um But yeah, as far as like people that they'd bring on in the future, like I, I don't know, like it's hard to hard to say. Like, they could bring on the uh the beefy boys. Hmm. I'd watch that. The entire staff? Yeah. Like we'll be a headline freeloader for like a weekend, and we'll just come in and like, right? We'll fuck something up, you know? Right. Or, or in your case, someone. You think that's my mo, huh? Uh, I mean, yeah. You've always you've always come in the Jose Suave of the of the group. I do think that if it was for the sake of the bit and like notoriety for all of us, I do think that like I would take one for the team and try to bag someone on cam if like mm-hmm. staff would allow it. Like I feel like like claiming one of that that uh, a first of that type for the show would do good for us, you know? Mm-hmm. So yeah, sure. I would, I would, I would make that sacrifice if necessary. We all know you wouldn't call it a sacrifice. <laughs> well, it depends on which, which fish we're talking about. <laughs> <Dunk it. laughs> okay. That, that might be a bit of a sacrifice that, or like, if it was like, if it was like nifty or something. <laughs> uh, yeah. Um, yeah, she come in there dressed up as like uh, SCJP uh, officers. Yeah, yeah, and, like, and make them make them goose step around. Yeah, full, full yeah, full Hugo Boss riding crop, and yeah, oh yeah, oh, yeah. I can see that. I can see that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hmm. 
I think it's fine. I think suffice to say, fish tank has been fun this week. Yeah, yeah, it's you know, it's something to talk about. But uh, you know what else has been fun this week? Oh, uh, Pal World. Yeah, Pal World. Have you played Pal World, Prim? I haven't, but I've I've been really amused by the discourse around it. Now, I think the best person to kind of break down what Pal World is for us is probably Tony. Yeah, who, who is our pal? He is our pal in this world. It- and our world, yeah, okay. That's gay. Hey, will, will you describe me as their whole world? Since I pay the rent or whatever. I mean, you submit it, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's, so I mean, Pal it's, World. It's, a, it's an important function. Pal World, I think the best way to describe it is it's like a, it's a parody of Pokemon that's also a survival crafting uh it's kind of like a parody of Breath of the, like Breath of the Wild, Legend of Zelda, uh, Pokemon, and then like Ark, all yeah. mixed together as one. Or I've, yeah. I've seen people yeah. saying saying Conan Exiles is maybe a little closer. Uh well, that's not a real game, so that's true. No, no good point. And yeah, so there is controversy around it. I think mainly coming from you know quote unquote artists, or as I prefer to call them, illustrators. Or as I like to call them, and, artists. Right, right. Get their asses. And uh, then just Pokemon fanboys hating on it for being a successful Pokemon parody. Mm-hmm. Oh, well, Pokemon fanboys hating on it because it's fun. And Pokemon's right. not really fun fair, anymore. Fair enough. It's fun and it runs well. Yeah. <laughs> I liked how the line yeah, that made people mauled was when he was they were saying, like, just wanted to make a game that people would actually enjoy. Like, no, you right. can't do that. Yeah, so, I mean, you, put, you hop in the game, you're set in this very, it, it's a pretty Breath of the Wild-looking world, like, you know, your your nature, and then, like, random weird tech shit. Yeah, see, that's what and, that's what has kind of confused me about the discourse so far, is that people are butthurt that it's, like, so close to Pokemon, when I feel like there's a lot more arguments to be made about them ripping off Breath of the Wild, because some of the UI elements are, like, no, they're they're like straight rips from Breath of the Wild. They're just straight taken like, from the game, yeah. Right, and well, the the big discourse in regarding Pokemon is people claim that either a they were made with AI, which is just provably false. Mm-hmm. Doesn't or, matter, anyways. <laughs> right, doesn't matter. Welcome to the future of game dev. But and B, they're they're claiming the models were just straight up rips from Pokemon that they edited. And most of the example, or rather, all of the examples out there are just like calling things that look blatantly different the same thing. So it, it, yeah. the discourse around it is basically insane online Twitter types that are standing up for a cause that doesn't exist. Right. It's this. There's this newfound thing in social media. Like it used to be all about you know leftoids attacking people for defending billionaires, right? Right. Now the ones that aren't busy defending Taylor Swift, a billionaire, are defending Nintendo from a fight that they're not in, by the way, because that, that was one of the copes, right? Like people were saying, oh, you know, it's just it's not even a big deal. Nintendo's not even paying attention. Well, no, that's provably false because a modder modded actual Pokemon into the game and immediately got a cease and desist from Nintendo. Right. So okay. Nintendo's very aware of the game. It's been in works for three years. And if they had a basis to shut it down. I imagine that would have already happened. 
especially you would think like there'd be news about it happening when let me let me check the charts real quick. So the peak concurrent Steam player count of this game is over two million at at once. So like this, yeah. which is second most in Steam history. And I yeah, think yeah. if yeah. you if they still counted China, would probably be the number one played game in Steam history. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this Steam sales alone, it sale sold over seven million copies. So this this game is doing very well monetarily. It's a it's a, it is a complete and total success. Like which is crazy because it came out of pretty much nowhere. I know we remember. Right. I think I remember vaguely seeing it. Um, it was Summer Games Fest, I think, and we literally said, "Oh, it's po- it's Pokemon with guns," and we just kind of right, wrote it off. The trailer starts out kind of normal. It's like, oh, there's Pokemon with crafting. And then you see there's like actual slavery. Yeah. And there's guns. And there's yeah. abuse. And it's, it's like, oh, okay, I'm interested. <laughs> so, yeah, you. Yeah, yeah, yeah you know. Same. You know. Same. So the the basic this gameplay loop is you catch your, your they're called pals. You catch your pals. Uh, you can get, I believe, up to 15 is the default in your base that do work for you. Mm-hmm. I think there's a whole system, like since they have like sanity meters and like hunger meters and happiness and whatnot, and you're supposed to like let them take breaks and rest. But I think there's like a whole system where you can eject them with like mind control meds and whatnot that just forces them to work nonstop. Jesus. I never actually explored that, but there there is like a mind control serum item in the game. Right. And I'm pretty sure that's what it does. So, you know, they, they go, they go all in on like, Fuck it. This is uh, this is what we're doing. It's got you know basic base building stuff like housing your walls, pretty standard for the genre. Uh, it's got like surprisingly good boss battles. From what I would what what like, I would expect like I kind of expect this kind of be really just like a rip off like cash grab, but it, it's really not. It's the gameplay is enjoyable. There's. 111 different pals so like it's it's pretty beefy in the content on that end it is an early access game doesn't have a ton of story i think most of the story is told via like fucking random journals you can find and read but many such cases never not me and there's like clearly an extra zone they they have in game but not like finished so they didn't like put it fully in game like there's a big ass like world tree off in the distance right that you can walk up to and then there's like a red border preventing you from getting any closer which you know kind kind of a blue ball there but whatever uh every pokemon has or every pal rather has its like main activity or ability when you pull it out cuz you can have one walk around with you which varies from like you can ride them. They do an attack. Uh, there's a penguin that you can just put in a rocket launcher and use as a missile that commits basically commits a suicide attack. Uh, you, the one from the trailer, like the big yellow dude, you can give a minigun to. Base. One of the legendary Pokemons, you can put a missile launcher on, and it essentially becomes like an attack jet. Based. Yeah, there's, there's a lot of real wacky stuff. They don't seem to have any issues with going down any route. Oh, and there you can capture and enslave the enemy NPCs. Like, they don't... That's not a problem for them either. How do you feel about uh, being able to enslave the... Or the, the the actual syndicate people or whatever? I didn't know that was a thing. Yeah, a friend that, of mine that's what I was just talking about. Yeah, you can you can just capture the NPCs and just force them to work for you as well. Or like, Including the wandering merchants, apparently, which I thought was hilarious. Yep. 
Which, like, it's it's kind of nice that they uh, just said, fuck it, let's do it. We don't we don't care about your ethics. Let's make a fun game that people enjoy. And it's paying off. So very interested to see how where this game goes down right. the next year or so. Well, and uh, if, if I missed you mentioning this, sorry, but uh, the team itself, like being small and like incredibly low budget and basically like they said they didn't know how to make games when they started. <laughs> like, Well, um, they, they knew how to make games because they made Craftopia, which is kind of the same thing, just without the whole Pokemon. We were feel. we were big fans of Craftopia, by the way. We were, we were, yeah. We were I early on. I didn't that. know the studio made this. I did, and like, that's what that's what made me like when we first saw it. That's what that was right. the one thing that I kind of went like, oh, okay, the Craftopia guys, yeah, okay. All right, so uh, they they had, I think they said they had never like made a model from scratch before. Like their previous games, they just bought all their models like from yeah. the Unreal Store or whatever. So they didn't have any experience with making models. Or I think making animations sure. for models, so it was a lot of learn on the fly. Like, I, I guess the the tweet about it, or, or not the tweet, it was like a screenshot from like their Discord saying it just made themselves out to be relatively low experience with game making, and that their budget was like ten thousand dollars or something starting out. Like, um, right. just, I think a lot of things that just make the the people molding about mold more because, like, it's it's kind of paradoxical to like what they claim their values are, but they it seems like they're it seems like a lot of artists are mad that people can kind of quote-unquote cheat their way into success and like that's kind of the whole issue with the ai stuff too and all that it's like they're just butthurt that like alternate methods are working basically um yeah. and and like that's the same thing with like them uh sympathizing with the game freak or, or whatever the pokemon company uh is that like i think a lot of these artist types do this weird thing where like they they work themselves into going like well artists must be supported at all costs and then these companies are made up of artists that we have to support within the company so the company must be protected or something you know like it becomes it becomes like a weird roundabout corporate worship thing because they think you know the whole chip on their shoulder about like oh these artists in the companies need to be paid fairly and that requires the company to be successful which even when these companies are successful the employees are still often underpaid but um i don't know it's just a it's just a weird thing that they have going on um and it's a lot of it is unfortunately the usual suspects on twitter of like essentially miners and, and people who are artists who have the brains of miners. Um, so, you know, yeah. Um, uh, I don't know. It's just, it, it hasn't really funny though. Like I think you mentioned it earlier, but yeah, there's that, like that tweet of like the person mad that like, or it was like a review or somebody saying like, Oh, it felt like from the second the game's loaded, it feels like you're playing a game that was made to be sold. And like, what does that fucking mean? It's like, yeah, it's, yeah, it's a game made to be sold. Like you think people are making these games for free? Like they're, they're making them to be sold. Like that's the whole point of making a fucking video game. If it's not like a, a free to play just hobby project or something like, well, you know, uh, end stage capitalism, bro. Yeah. It's just, it's just so funny. These fucking endless consumers who are just like white knighting for billionaire. Well, well that's the other crazy part people. about that is that like, like the games that they're defending are like so much more cynical and like cash grabby than this one is, you know, like yeah. it's a lot of more cash grabby than Pokemon these days. That's, well, that's what I'm saying. It's like, it's like the most half ass just rehat. Like, you know, they have a formula that they, that they base all on and they introduce a couple features and they call it a wrap and that's the game. You know, it's like, it's, 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 strange that like they they simp for that you know right. but then they they want to like accuse a indie low budget game that just happens to be successful because they made the right calls of being like 
I don't know, like soulless and whatever, you know, I don't know. It's just, it's just a lot of really dumb kind of uh, hypocritical complaints from the people who don't like it. Mm-hmm. Um, so anyway, yeah, I will yeah. say my one complaint about this company is like, um, so they, they made craftopia, right. And we were just talking mm-hmm. about that. Craftopia is kind of the same game. And right. like, there's a, a little bit. I remember that. Game. There's a lot of people who are kind of like upset because Craftopia got essentially abandoned. More not abandoned. They're still working on it, but they feel uh, kind it's, of it's abandoned. They, they are definitely not working. Yeah, on it's, it. yeah. it's dead. Yeah, well, I mean, I, yeah, they're still they're still patching it, quote unquote. But yeah, I mean, I don't think there's gonna be any new development to it. So I mean, they, I think people feel a little rug pulled that they essentially took the Craftopia thing and went, well, we should do this, but with Pokemon. And I mean, I guess from there, maybe you could be a little cynical about it. I would get right. that. That's but... just not anything that any of them have been attacking it for. Though, like that's a very different yeah, type of complaint. That's a valid complaint, though. What they're doing is not right. valid complaints. They're stupid complaints. I'm actually and looking. Like, and like that's they, a valid these people complaint. have made a few games. I actually didn't know this. Right. They made a, uh, um, they made a card game over Dungeon. Mm-hmm. Big card game guy. Yeah, that's why I said it. They're they they a... made a like a. I think like a joke AI art yeah. game of some sort. Yeah. Like some... AI art imposter. Yeah. Yeah. That was it. And then they've got another like Metroidvania roguelike coming out uh, later this year. So like they're completely different from anything else they've done kind of. But uh, yeah, yeah Power World kind of just feels like Craftopia, but they were just like, fuck it. I had Pokemon. Let's try it again. Yeah. I mean, I mean, it's like, it's all, it's the best parts of, and, and I never played a Pokemon game ever. No shot. Hmm. No shot. Like wow. I, no cap. Play no, 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 no. Hold on. Uh, aside, aside, we're doing we're we're instituting a new thing here, here in uh in in our community, right? No. We're we're gonna cut out as much Zoomer talk as possible. Not okay. even on, uh, yeah, I'm not. Well, well, you're an actual Zoomer, yeah. I guess, but so. But yeah, never never played a Pokemon game. Missed it somehow. Like it came out while I was kind of mm. in that era of being interested in games and all that. But I just I never took an interest in it. Yeah, old. So this is my kind of my first foray into a game that involves the whole Pokemon aesthetic and and gameplay, so to speak. To me, it kind of feels like a mix of Breath of the Wild. I think Tony mentioned. Like, there's some obvious Breath of the Wild ripoff, mix, right? Right. Sure. The way you climb cliffs, the way that the dungeons are located, all all that shit. Uh, Pokemon's a given, and then uh, I, I felt a little Valheim. Sure. Yeah, yeah. I, I can see that. that game. Valheim's good. With the with the oversized monsters invading your base, the you know the raider attacks and stuff like that. I think Valheim's getting a lot of comparisons for gaming these days because I feel like a lot of open worldy kind of games are kind of heading that direction in general of like having more combat heavy mechanics and stuff. You know, like I think that's one of the reasons why that comparison is being made more often. And also, like, the, the way that the multiplayer functions and stuff, too, seems to be a growing trend. Um, I just, it, it, as far as, like, a, an open-world survive kind of game, that, that caught my attention, because not many of them have. We all know about my history with Rust. Yeah. Man, yeah, but, you Valheim, you're, you and Rust, man. Yeah, we, we, we have a bad... You do, yeah. But Valheim hooked me. Like, I, I enjoyed the 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 everything of it so but then but then just beyond the fact that it's open world so the, the base building actually works pretty decently well right out of the gate i've, yeah, I've had does. a couple of little 
glitches with it. Like sometimes in the fast travel, like my pals at the working at the base will all just fall out of the sky and murk themselves, and I have to wait fifteen minutes for them to get healed up or whatever. But that's it's your early access jank that evens out. Yeah, so I've played through all of the content that's currently in the game. Uh, I, you know, I, I did juice up some of the uh, resource sliders and XP sliders to get nice. through it because I'm based like that. But I, I do think that, uh, at least when you're playing the game solo, because, you know, I think it is a bit intended to be played multiplayer for some of the grinds. Uh, so just some of the resource costs and, you know, grinds are a bit absurd. Like the high-end Pokeballs or Pal Balls or whatever that you absolutely need to catch anything high level because, like, it doesn't have a... the It has, like, a point to chance of catching a high-level Pokemon with Pal with a low-level ball, but they can just, like, deflect it in, like, nonstop. So you kind of need the high-level ones. And to do that, it takes like five of the high level ingots, which is like 10 of a metal, five of another metal and time to craft that just for one ball. I think I think some of the resource costs need to be adjusted. And I, I like to see more automation added to the high end stuff, because right now it's just kind of. All right, go collect it all and then place down a crafting table and craft on that. I, I'd like to see a bit more automation. It's like you, you can, you can get the with, basic. Like, if you assigned a pal to a specific station, like a crafting bench or whatever, of them just like uh, going off and doing whatever they wanted anyway. Yeah, I did. I did have issues with yeah, that. I, I think kind of that too. It was driving me a little crazy. The ones in your party do what you're supposed to do, but you have to stay at the base for them to do that. So it kind of defeats. The I purpose. think there's a specific structure you have to build to keep them doing what you want them to do. Don't quote me on that, though. You're probably right. I guess I get. I guess I could open the game and look at it because I haven't been that, long. Maybe it's that sanity mechanic or whatever. But yeah, I think I think the game has a lot of potential. Uh, there, there's some clear paths they have built into the game for further development. Like there's a whole further, uh, essentially, tier of technology that one of the factions has. It's that you don't have access to yet, so I imagine we'll get that down the line. And there's land masses yeah. that we can't go to. The fact that they've... I, I, didn't, I, was, I thought this was their first game. The fact that they've made a bunch of games that are basically now Abandonware does worry me a little bit. Yeah. I think well, the success of this game will keep them... Yeah, this one, this one has actually hit, so if they continue to develop and meet the demand that this game has obviously generated, mm-hmm. then they'll do well and the game will do well. Well, yeah, because, I mean, with so many eyes on it, their reputation depends on following through, and then also there's opportunity to bring in additional monetization if they grow the game enough and can, like, justifiably implement DLC or something, so... 100%. Um, Because the game isn't that expensive, too, is, like, one of the big things to note. Um, It's, like, under 30 bucks, right? Uh, 27 bucks right now. Right, Right, which 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 does raise the other question, who's going to end up paying full pop for this? You've had millions buy it already. Right. Well, you know... I don't think they're too worried about that when they've like literally made 200 million planks already. For like right, considering, their, considering their budget, their return but, on investment's already pretty massive. So I think that uh, they're fine financially, all said. Um, wasn't there like a subreddit that was like restricting from posting about the game or something? <laughs> somebody posted that. I don't know if it was one of you guys or somebody in uh, Slide Boys or whatever, but. 
apparently like one, like some gaming subreddit apparently like banned talking about the game because of the controversies with it the quote-unquote controversy I, I don't go on a reddit so no, i mean but i don't really for that sort of stuff either but like it's just funny that like people are so perturbed about the game that they'll shut down discussion about it well it's i mean reddit moment yeah this other tweet that i why am i on twitter that's annoying Yeah, I also really enjoyed that, like, there's a clear, distinct power level between, like, the basic bitch common pals and, like, the ones that are only high level. Like, it, it mainly shows in, like, terms of the ones you can ride. The first bird pal you can catch is very slow. And then, like, the super high level ones that are only at a high level are really fast. And I, I personally like that. Faster mm. always better. It's like, so... Yeah, it's, it's like some natural uh, progression is added in. Yeah, I was I was pretty excited when I caught my first uh, rush bore or whatever it's called until I tried to ride it and it moves at the speed of smell. <laughs> Your hog was too slow. Yeah, I you, I could not get it cranked up fast enough. Ooh. Never want to slowly crank your hog. Well, no. maybe some people do, but maybe. Certainly. You, you know what else is a good game? Oh, do tell, do tell. Uh, RuneScape 3. Been saying? I know, that's bold. Been saying? I took the RuneScape 3 pill. Pretty good. So we um, we established a while back, obviously, for those who are not privy to the conversation. Um, I started playing RuneScape 3 again uh, some time ago, but I went into it specifically as a, a hardcore Iron Man because one of the things that kind of nuked me on RuneScape 3 when I first started playing it on a main account was the the gotcha mechanics. You're just, you're bombarded with it. I mean, there's no way around All right. And then there was a specific thing called the Yak Track, which I know Tay can speak on. Which is like a, um, it's like a battle pass, for lack of a better way to explain it. But it is a, um, you don't have time in your day to do anything else if you try to hit the yak track. And of course, they push you towards trying to pay for the premium, where you get the extra rewards, and they're the only rewards that are worth anything, and blah, blah, blah. But yeah, trying to keep up with the yak track just torched me on the game, and I didn't play it again for well over a year. Hmm. But um, going into it as a playing a uh, hardcore Iron Man, not only do I have the you know trying not to die mechanic, but also the solo self found aspect of it, kind of like how Leagues was. And uh, you're immune from the gotcha. You cannot participate in the treasure hunt game. So that kind of added a little extra element for me. But I'm glad you're enjoying the the main mode. I like my daily free keys. They're 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 a good time. Yeah, there's something to be said for just loading up on the uh, AFK-ish skilling stuff and not having to go out and farm your mats for that. Yeah, I just saw that picture that that Devin put in the fish tank yeah. channel. <laughs> Lock him in there. Yeah, he was locked in there the other night and he like freaked out when he realized he was trapped. Yeah, God, he is the epitome of... Cannot Dis take even a portion of what he dishes out. Oh, I was gonna say dysgenic. <laughs> well, that too. 
Yeah, if you looked up dysgenic in the dictionary, there's a picture of Airsoft Fatty next to the mm-hmm. He's that's he I will say that the 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 tanning improved him. It yeah. almost makes him look like a almost makes him look like a human being. Yeah. Anyhow, uh RuneScape 3. I I tried playing RuneScape 3 for like 20 minutes once. Yeah. Yeah, but then I like I got into like the there's like an early quest where like you have to fight like a kraken on a boat or something, if I recall. Oh yeah, it's like your first introduction to a boss fight. Yeah, the and old, I was like, really like, Ashvale intro. Yeah, I was like, this combat's nothing like I recall. This is gay, and then I quit. Not nah, well, EOC yeah, is good. Of combat was the big controversy, right? It's good. Yeah, apparently it's that's better. what a lot of people hate, but uh, you know, Tony likes it, so. Damn right, I do. Good I, don't, time. I don't mind it because I've pl- I've played some other games that kind of have similar combat to it. I think Lineage Two might have been kind of that way. I remember playing that game and and not hating. I don't remember how it even worked. It's a deep cut MMO wise. Right. So Evolution of Combat has like actual skills and stuff, right? Like that's one of the things. Like there's... yeah. Yeah, that you weave in with the uh, you you don't just do the same attack every your auto attack is a bunch of different skills woven together to optimize kind of like um, as opposed to the legacy runescape, which is it's like, optimized. yeah, setting, setting yourself into a particular combat mode and then just auto attacking or whatever. Yeah, like there's, there's rotations to optimize and stuff like that. It's, um, and you can you can weave in some manually. Well, like, it seems like the well. difference is that like RuneScape three tries to be more of like an MMO with skills, and like Rune RuneScape uh, old school RuneScape tries to be more of like like a lot of the depth is the metagamey like you know the the combat tick like prayer timing shit and stuff. Like it seems like that's kind of the gameplay for old school RuneScape is more in the jank kind of stuff. Yeah, from what I could tell, it's as far as the end game goes, it's a lot of uh, it's a lot of gear swapping. Uh, hate gear swapping. I mean, of course, in my opinion, the perfect MMO just wouldn't have gear. Like, or even de-emphasize gear for skill. I mean, I just I just prefer games that like, you know, yeah. I mean, my whole thing on vertical progression, yeah. Like, I I just. I like there to be as minimal stat like spurgery as possible and just for the game like I, I just want an MMO that's like a Souls game but even more simplified with like like the whole gameplay is just can you do the mechanics like that needs to be the gameplay I don't want I don't want to do like I, I'm kind of over RPG shit I guess in a lot of cases as well it's not fun yeah, you and you and I are opposed on that yeah I kind of, I kind of have to have it. I like that visible sign of progress, which, like, which I guess you could call like that's prog rating in a nutshell, right? Like if your gear's maxed out or whatever, and you're taking on the progression rating style, then mm-hmm. completion is kind of its own reward in that regard. Yep. So I mean, I, I can see it. I'm just I, well, that's like my issue with a lot of games with vertical prog. It's like there's this whole climb to get like where you, before you even start the real game, you know, and it's like I just. I like games that because it's like a time respecting thing. Just be like you enter the game and you're in the real game. You know, like the end game is now. Like that's that's what I like to see. I still think yeah. you would have liked leagues. No, I I know I know it's just uh, you know like there were there was some part of leagues um, 
Tay and Tony can attest to this, where I, I definitely didn't feel good, but that was because of my lack of experience in those areas of the game. Right. Parts where, like, if, if I had chosen, like, my first character, I chose a melee, for example, and there was just the path that I took, I basically hard-locked myself because so much of it was just really, really hard to do with my chosen combat style. Mm-hmm. Which meant that you had to just, no problem, right? You just go into a different combat style. It's like you're playing the regular game with a couple of buffs, but it just didn't right. feel good compared to being able to swing rapidly or rapid cast or whatever the case may be. I ran into the same problem playing my second uh, account, which was uh, magic-based, and then, and then choosing Mauritania, which that final fight is definitely a lot easier if you're on ranged. Mm-hmm. As far as uh, Sins of the Father goes, or even Melee. With a, with a little bit of a range switch, but um, well, melee was really the approach because of the flail, right? Like, if I had been a me- my melee character in Mauritania with that flail and having that final boss would have been trivial, as well as all the quests leading up to it. So, having to do so much melee on a magic based character just didn't feel good, right? So, I don't know, maybe they address that in future leagues with the tweaks that they do. We probably got you know, what two years before they do another one. It's about, I think it's a every two or three years cycle so far that they do leagues. Really? They only do that really? Yeah. Yeah. Like it's intended to be a, uh, an event. Oh, that's weird. I feel like, I feel like that's something that they could honestly do like once a year, or like maybe twice a year, even like, you know, six months well, apart or something. To, to that effect, they did run a, uh, a somewhat interesting poll recently. Yeah. It, this was not a, an in-game poll, which is of course how they make all their like governance decisions on the game. But, um. It was a, a website poll that they closed super early because they claimed because of uh, the amount of results that they got, the amount of people participating. Mm-hmm. But one of the questions that they asked was, um, would you support, if we allowed it, um, user-driven, essentially private servers that you could that you could tweak the rule sets of that would not affect the main game progress, so you'd still have like the original OG old school runescape but you could start up you could spin up a new server using and i assume that they would charge for this kind of like how path of exile does for their uh private leagues that you can do yeah so you set you spin up like a private league server that you can tweak the rules for maybe even add you know, add or create custom skills for you could have all the holiday events in the game at the same time you know, like you could do whatever you wanted to do because it wouldn't affect the main game but it would be official jagex supported mm, yeah so you could, in theory, if you wanted to, you know, just go for like straight up content and you're a group of, of uh, beefy boys, for example. Right, right. You spin up a league server that you run on your own schedule and uh, oh, tweak it however nice. you want to. Yeah, that'd be, that'd be nice. It's definitely a thought. Yeah. I mean, I, I would be in favor of that, obviously. Yeah, that seems like a, like a good idea. Because, I mean, yeah, I think the uh, these like kind of limited time kind of, I mean, in in this case leagues, but like in games that have like limited time kind of special modes or something like a lot of the time, the restrictions are uh, more interesting than the base game. And I, I do think it's cool to be able to do that on your own time. Yeah. I guess uh, if you, if you're a purist, you could argue the drawback being like, Oh, you know, this would take some, this would take so many players out of the main game and it would depopulate the main game, which I, I could see that too. Like there's definitely logic in that. I guess. But then my response is, uh, who cares? We're supposed to have fun, in theory. At some yeah. point in time, video games were fun. We can let's make video games fun again. 
I agree. It's, uh, seems to be a big problem these days. That's a very controversial take you got there. Well, yeah. I mean, as the PAL world controversy exemplified, like, we can't just have people making fun games that people want to play. You've got to have rehashed remake mechanics. If you're going to do a remake, it has to be a pure remake by the original company so we can give them more money. Yeah. And that's just your, that's just your Reddit retard, you know, consumer attitude. Mm-hmm. Yeah, all this talk about RuneScape, and I, I find that uh, Tay's been shockingly quiet. Huh? What, what, are you, what have you been doing over there, huh? Oh, sorry. So I, like, about probably 20 minutes ago, I was looking up something on YouTube, and the algorithm uh, recommended me an episode of Mid-South Wrestling from 1984. Jesus Ooh. And I've just been watching that for the past 20 minutes. I haven't heard a, I see. Okay. I haven't heard a word okay. y'all have said. Well, well, there's a lot of talk about RuneScape that you missed. Well, so. uh, they've had a Leaping Lanny Poffo on here. Uh, some of you will know that name. Yes. Yeah. Leaping Lanny Poffo. Yeah, oh, yeah. Hell, yeah. And Jim Cornette. Young Jim Cornette. So, uh, no, no, look. Uh, okay, so what are we talking about? Uh, RuneScape, you got, yeah. You got a little Midnight Express going, is what you're yeah, saying. Yeah, 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 yeah. There was Midnight Express, too. I was, it was pretty good. I was, well, I was to, clue, to clue you in, uh, it started with Tony talking about his RuneScape 3 experience, and then okay. we got on to talking about old school RuneScape as well again. So well, RuneScape, RuneScape 3 is dog shit, but yeah, old school's, old school's really good. Yeah, we both decided that uh, when it comes to that opinion, uh, you're wrong. Well, I'm never wrong. Yeah, so three is better. No, three is not. Game, it's a good game ruined by bad cash grab mechanics. I I would be I would be willing to say that it's okay. That that's the best you'll get out of me. It's okay. No, it's better. It is in no universe better. No, it's in every universe better. No, not in a single universe. It is not better. Well, you can enjoy. Fucking tearing your dick out for a three XP two ticking nonstop. I will. In, uh, I will. Antiquated mechanics. I will. While I uh, open some thieving doors. I will. Yeah. Maybe. Maybe you have to embrace the future, you fucking boomer. Yeah. I'm talking to you because you're old. But old school, uh, old school RuneScape is technically the newer game. Technically. Hmm. Yeah, that's not what you wanted here, was it? piece of no, shit no actually my night's ruined now good Thanks. good okay so the one the one thing about this that i am curious about tay's opinion is on the um the jagex poll where they raised the question of would you be how would you feel about jagex supported uh private servers with, with customizable rule sets and even skills and whatnot oh yeah I, I saw to, if, i saw a jimmy video about that i didn't watch because i don't like jimmy but Oh, uh, G- yeah, not not Jimmy oh, not, Fish Tank not, Jimmy. Okay, not fish tank, yeah, not, okay. not retard Jimmy. No, <laughs> <Okay>. well, well, kind of, kind of retard Jimmy. he got that RuneScape actual G- actual RuneScape GF in real life. Uh, wife, now. I think I might got married. Yeah, I, I, I've seen her. Uh, anyway, not, not, you're not a flutton enjoyer, huh? That's his uh, actual. RuneScape girlfriend is another streamer. Uh, yeah, name. well, see, as women shouldn't be streamers, and I hate all female streamers ex- unless they're VTubers. It'll be illegal for them to stream under uh, white. And now, Sharia. I, and now I hate VTubers because of an event I don't want to talk about. Oh, well, well, uh, that was a past event. I don't want to talk about it. They did. I don't want to talk. I don't want to talk about it. You don't have to talk about it. I feel like I want to talk about it. Take the VSpo pill. I don't want to talk about that, man. 
Well, so what we're alluding to here, he doesn't have to hurts. talk about it. Still hurts. In case people, in case people were unacquainted with the situation, uh, Taze, I think it was his overall favorite VTuber. Far and away. Okay. Uh, Far Pomu, and away. Pomu from Niji Sanji En uh, finally oh. graduated. This uh, this last in the last Friday. week, a couple days ago, yeah. Um, couple of days before my birthday. Thanks, Pomo. Yeah, no, appreciate it. Unfortunate. So she's gone now. It wasn't like she was being forced out or whatever. She decided her time there was done. She wanted to pursue other things. Uh, whatever that means, we'll see. Well, um, that's speculation. so. That's not quite graduated true. Means two, graduated means turn too old for Tay, right? Just so I'm clear. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Holy <laughs> damn, dude. <laughs> What's with the friendly fire? Holy crap. <laughs> specify that the two old meant 15 but i can go on what the fuck <laughs> oh man wow that's just not nice that's just not wow. nice Damn. that's just not nice that's uh no up, graduated means just quit yeah way to kick him while he's down jesus what uh, a dick uh, yeah it, it's, it's... birthday pomu <laughs> what congrats on graduating the middle school or whatever the fuck. <laughs> Man, that's messed up because like Pomo is I, I, like unironically one of the older VTubers. She's she's yeah, fourteen and a half. I no, she was born I'm, in ninety three. She's only a couple of years younger than us. Although some would say she had some unfortunate online activities in her earlier days that are yeah, that doesn't help the accusations, I suppose. <laughs> yeah, isn't that um, implied though? Well, with e girls in general, really. I mean, what yeah. what e girl wasn't at some point like a like a fucking jailbait whore on 4chan i do think it's funny that like you know most most like of the 4chan girls of the aughts like they had names like you know cute little names like boxy or whatever hers was literally just dwarf chan <laughs> yeah uh, she, dwarf chan because she's like she's infamously tiny again kind of tracks with uh helping the accusations her sense of humor i guess though but yeah um yeah. Uh, so, anyways, for the record that I know none of this backstory. Well, so, anyways, uh, I guess to, good. to address the term graduation, that's like an because a lot of the terminology used for VTubers is appropriated from like the the real life like Japanese idols, yeah, like, gra um, like graduating middle or high school. Like, right. So, high. so with idols being considered that like these units sense. that are often like comprised of young girls or whatever, like aging out is a real issue for them. Uh, so. Uh, so like yeah, I mean, aging out can be one cause of graduation. Well, but in also the original idol culture, yes, graduating meant getting too old. In VTuber idol culture, it means I'm tired of doing this. Right, because VTuber, I mean, you could be because you could there are you got fired. There are oh, God, how old is Karane? She's like 42, right? Yeah, there's a couple older ones uh, out there. Uh, that's the whole thing with VTubing is you can you can be you can be a hag. By the way, hag, hag love. love, hag love, yeah, hag love, hag love. Yeah. Um. So. Yeah, I mean, it, it's more very. I mean, I think I think for traditional idols, graduating can mean something else. It's just the whole thing is euphemistic, though, right? It's just basically like, oh, you know, it's a nice way of saying your Oshi, you know, your your chosen idol or whatever has uh, moved on to other ventures in mm -hmm. life. Yeah, like being able to get their driver's license for the Come first time. Come on, that's a, no, like you're wearing that one. You're wearing that one thin. You're wearing that one thin. Um. Well, for Poma, so the, the 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 tough thing about Poma, I want to I want to finish this quick because I want to go back to all my Runescape three. Um, okay. The the bad the thing about Poma was like uh, the basic assault. What we believe happened, right, was right. she she quit Niji Sanji 
on fairly good terms, on fairly good terms. She quit Niji Sanji because an opportunity popped up for her. She never um, clarified what, but it is commonly believed that she, she was offered to be part of the um, uh, Metal Gear remake that was last year. And that they did, Hololive did it. It was, uh, what, Pakora and Mori, I think. And yeah, yeah. Mori did there, like this. There, there is another Metal Gear remake in the works, that Delta, which is going to be like the actual, like, redo of three, I want to say. So that tracks. Right, yeah. So, uh, and, and Hololive was part of it. But I remember, like I said, because uh, I remembered at the time, the big uh, discourse was like, why is Pomo not part of this? Because Pomo is like, the metal gear vtuber like right. she loves metal gear she lives and breathes metal gear it's one of her favorite things and so it was it was one of the things like why that seems odd to leave her out specifically and so, okay but come to find out she might have been left out specifically by her own company who denied konami uh from doing the collab and when she found out about it it like broke her and she had been uh, that and in retrospect that kind of makes sense because she had been pretty checked out from streaming for a while um because that would have been last may or sometime and she had not streamed much in that time period like at all she'd done a lot of traveling and that was part of it but the even when mm -hmm. she was back home she just wasn't uh she wasn't doing much so it, it, it's heavily believed that that's why she quit and that's the worst part like if she was just it was just like oh i i feel like i've done everything i want to do here that's one thing but that she got you know niji sanjit was the rough part so uh known black company known black company unfortunately uh that that hurts to admit but uh you know when you when you screw my yoshi you know you, you get on my bad side so i mean who else is there even to like i mean they're already kind of i mean Selen's already fucking in, in the ether somewhere, you know? Well, Selen, like, well, that's the thing. Like, Selen's gone. Like, no, right. we're, no one is saying it yet because they don't want to graduate two of their most popular female talents back-to-back. -back. Uh, but right. she's she's graduating. She's gone. Yeah. So. Yeah, I mean, as a general rule in the VTuber scene or anything like this, it's like if, if somebody's missing that long and there's definitely been some controversy, but you won't make a statement, you pretty much... You're pretty much always justified in assuming the worst because that's been a pretty common pattern across multiple companies. Right. Yeah, but you know what company hasn't had a single graduation? <laughs> yeah? Yeah, Vespo. Yeah, that's because nobody's heard of Vespo. It's not true. Third biggest third biggest corp in Japan. Nope. That's fake. I feel They're like giving being, away a car. It's not it's not I feel a, like being a Vespo is kind of graduating from relevancy though. Yeah. True. And real. Uh fake news. Anyway, back to real news. Um, didn't they add shift, shift to drop in RS3? Uh, yeah. Where, where the hell do I turn that on at? Let me, let me find it for you. I okay. believe it's under, uh, wait, hold on. Shift drop is a thing in RS3 now? Yeah. They added yeah. it like I, I, two months ago. That needed to happen. That's cool. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. In fact, if, if they, if they just added ground item labels now, that would be part like uh, this game. Second. Uh, interface inventory second option. Inventory second option. Domo regato. Oh yeah, oh yeah. That's the good shit, buddy. Oh, that's the good shit. That's the good shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's what we needed. That's what we need in this game. Let's go. Uh, but yeah, back to the so the private server thing. I think that would be cool. I don't think it's gonna happen. 
because I feel like that's one of those things where like they'll try and like it uses an excuse and it's like oh that's using up too much dev time to to be blah blah blah. Well, but, there there is there is precedent though. With, but you uh, said it was going to be paid, right? The Path of Exile private leagues is the precedent. You said you said the private servers would be paid, right? Uh, I I would think that they would be paid. Well, that might be worth it then. If I could pay an extra like five dollars a month to host a server for me and the beefy boys to have like an eternal leagues, mm. that would actually be pretty sweet. <laughs> that would be pretty sweet. And I can I I can only assume that like because they seem to add these worlds like willy-nilly so i don't think a world is that resource intensive especially if there's not a lot of people on it so i would like that a lot plus you've got the you've got the thing in the, the specter in the background that um carlisle is trying to sell jagex and right. get it for a profit right so anything that they can do to increase revenue they're gonna have to pursue i mean that would be i would i could get behind that Man, man, what if we could? What if we could just have a beefy boys twisted leagues? That's what I was thinking. Like, if if a, if a group of beefy lads right decided, you know, for the content, let's spin up a league and let's you know put some put some beefy twists on it, right? Right. That could be that could be that could be fun. N yeah. Not only for us, but for anybody who watches. Right. We would make that shit entertaining. Right. Maybe. Yeah. Yeah. I'd play. It'd be, it'd be nice just to be able to like have have something like that so you could try stuff out because that's what's great about leagues right that's the thing about leagues is that you you play leagues to just kind of like figure shit out you know yeah no i agree with that and and not to mention for people like in my position that had been playing the game for a minute but still very much stuck in the mid game right like it was my opportunity to explore some content that i'd never been in before yeah I wish I wish you'd uh wish you hopped in a little a couple more raids with us, but yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I torched <laughs> out. I was done. Man. To be fair. To be fair, we did raids once. You no, you did raids once. I, I did you and I did watch y'all versus Baba. That was I fun. I did them many times. I was soloing to you. So where where was the invite? Uh Okay, you got lost I, in the mail. Oh, right, I, I think bad. you no. I think you checked out by then. It was pretty late in leagues. I think you checked out by then. I've never checked out of anything in my life. Okay. Hey, Pal World up to eight million in sales. By the way, very nice. But yeah, like a, like a twisted leagues, for example, where the yeah. the time limit on the league is whenever we want to do something different. Right. Shit. I mean, honestly, I would probably play more private servers than i would main game <laughs> awesome. oh yeah that, that was and, and that was my counterpoint that was you're gonna have the uh you know the the new people bad section of runescape which are the most vocal people mm. they're gonna be like oh it's gonna depopulate the main game everybody's just gonna do this it's it's gonna be like you've got that you've got that section of content creators right like they're gonna go into the private servers with their with their buddies like it'd be, it'd be great for something like gilinor games for example yeah, like you just run it on a private server. Exactly. Hey, that's just, yeah. No, that's that's a good idea, actually. I hope you're, that, but you're gonna you're gonna have the, you're gonna have the people who try it. They're like, yeah, yeah, I'll I'll try this for a little bit, and then they'll end up going back to the main game because they'll miss the such as it is the social aspect of right. at least just like seeing other people around. But but I, I like the idea of a a paid league style server being like a uh, 
a content creation sandbox or a testing things like how would this work if it were in the game? How would right. it mesh? The the idea of players being able to create their own skills to put into a custom server was in, was interesting. Yeah, I don't see that happening. That sounds like a lot of dev time, but well, yeah, well, like, how would you do it? That's the, I I don't even know. That sounds made you're up. Not, you're not going to have players writing code that gets insert that gets injected into the game, right? Jesus Lord, the spaghetti. Code. Well, I don't I don't. If you remember so, something that was voted on a while back, and I don't think it passed was having the ability to like um having game modes like built into the game so like they they would build in like uh i can't i, I can't remember what the exact examples were but i think it's good i think what they meant would maybe have been something like along those lines like like a private server where you could spin it up and it's like you can specify like this is a tile man mode uh this is a this is a zone locked mode but like beyond like trailblazer you know, and, like, and that was part of that. That was part of that question too. Like oh, you okay. can create, like I, I know a few people tried this. Like I, I know there was one guy at least that did a uh, was trying to do like an ultimate ultimate one chunk in leagues. Right. But obviously the time constraint. Yeah. Um, kills that. Man, an ultimate one chunk in leagues would be fun. I agree. It would be. Yeah. It would be like it would be viable because you don't have to spend literally two years. And, and yeah, you've seen obviously because uh, they have the the custom ish big air quotes custom game mode within the main game. Like you've got the dead man servers; they're they're dead. Mm -hmm. Like nobody plays that shit. Mm -hmm. I think yeah. the I think the dead man server right now the dead man world has what like maybe thirty people on it at any given point in time. I don't know. Well, is dead man even running right now? There's a, I think there's an always running dead man. Oh, well, like nobody, server. yeah, nobody plays, nobody plays that. But but nobody the, plays that. Yeah, shit. the the dead man, the people who actually play like the big dead man though. though. So, but yeah, you're right. They you have a you have a mode running twenty four seven that nobody plays, and then like uh, look at like the quest speed running worlds. Like nobody does that. I mean, yeah. like there's a very small community, which I will say it's very extremely based. The Jagex supports it. I love that. That is based beyond belief, but. I mean, you look how much dev time you put into that, and there's literally like, well, I'm not gonna open up Rune Light, but there's not a lot of people playing it right now. Probably five people, tops. So yeah, I, I hope I hope that's a real and true thing because that would be real good. Yeah. Because yeah. you, you figure they maybe maybe their latest dev kit or whatever, like how the the dev team that that worked on this latest league maybe they've managed to make it to where it's just it's just like sliders like if you spin yeah. up these worlds you can just slide the xp rates or whatever have you well, yeah i mean it's one of those things you don't even have to have like all the features out of the gate just just yeah give us like the sliders and stuff and then let us go from there and then like if it's popular yeah then like start adding like you know the custom game modes and stuff like go from there yeah sure i mean y'all jagex loves doing shit in batches so Oh, let's do that. Screw it. Man, I would I'd be so hyped. If I could just spin up like shattered leagues whenever I wanted. That'd be so fun. I'm uh, I'm gonna do an ultimate lock to Burthorpe RuneScape 3 series. Yeah. Man, and we said this yeah. before too. Imagine RuneScape 3 leagues would be game over. Like that would blow the fuck up. Yeah. I mean, RuneScape 3 is already kind of leagues. <laughs> get it? Yeah, that's it, why it's good. Get it? Because it's easy. It's easy escape. Mm -hmm. Playing, 
play a hardcore iron. The the only difficult part about OSRS is not killing yourself from how boring. <laughs> Man, that's messed up. It is <laughs> it's fun. I'll, I'll, see, I'll disagree on that because, like I said, when I was playing my my mage built leagues account and went to Mauritania, and that ended up being a really stupid idea because I should have put my melee character in Mauritania because yeah. Sins of the Father would have been fun. Yeah. Instead, I was on my mage, and it was a literal hellscape. And no, I it, was, it. it was terrible. And that was what killed me on the lead. Wow, that sucks. Like it was, it was, it was, it was normal character plus, right? Because like I still had some perks from the associated relics or what have you. Right. It's so just, you were, you were on the perks. No, he was, was off the. Perks. He was off the perks, perks definitely. Okay. All right. But yeah, it just it just didn't feel good. It didn't feel like leagues. I wasn't. I, w I was getting smoked. Like, I, I, how many times did I attempt that final fight? Probably three or four. That was more than three or four. I got, I got really. I had to recall out a few times. Wow. Okay. I didn't. I wasn't aware of that. No wonder. Yeah, I had some, I had some encounters that did not end well. I ended wow. up having to go having to go grind melee stats, which again felt fucking terrible. Sounds like kind of sounds like you were suffering in silence there. I, I was. I was. I was. Doing, there was a little silent rage going on. But it was at that point where I was like, I'm going to fucking do this. Like, I'm going to get Sins of the Father done. And thankfully, the uh, the XP rate was good enough to where it didn't take up the entirety of the league just to do Sins of the Father. But yeah, I don't know. I I think the I feel like the one thing that I I, I wish they would do this is if if give like a uh, like a templated route, like if you're nude if some for somebody who's a mid game player which is most of the player base right like you've got the super sweaty like top 2% of the game that knows exactly what to do and they're going in trying they're competing against each other right like they're trying to be first page if not number 1 overall those people don't need the help but somebody like somebody like me would have been like hey if you're going to play magic like we're going to suggest this route if you want to explore the most content and have the most fun and just like frog stomp everything in your way I think that would be a good idea. Just yep. Yep. No, it sounds cool, but Jagex will fuck it up somehow. Yep. Well, you know what they didn't fuck up? RuneScape 3, you should log into that. I mean, <laughs> I, I get what you're saying. I do. I get it. But to say that Jagex didn't fuck up RS3 is... Uh, not true. It's a it's a boomer fucking take. Both games are fun in their own way. Yeah. Have you considered this uh, old thing bad? Well, some would some would count as anything <sighs> bad, but they would, and most of those people have been expelled from my life. I think uh, I think everybody here is a major player hater. You know, uh, regarding others preferred RuneScape version. Well, I think we could all agree here is that you need to be curb stomped because you don't play either. That's true. Go sign that. This is this is like the stone toss comic, like the ass and tits guy shaking hands. <laughs> yeah. And you're the we're talking, guy. we're talking like Seth Rollins curb stomp or American History X curb stomp. This latter. Okay. Yep. Just ideally without with less anal rape. Mm -hmm. Yeah. God, I just I made the mistake of 
I closed out of some stuff and bluefish tank back up so I could actually see it. And it's uh, yeah, fatty no, uh, takes up a lot. Fatty takes Fatty's, up a He's been there doomering for like an hour now because uh, apparently some more mean things were said to him, and now he's in his feelings. Yeah, he's <laughs> run his course and needs to go. So yeah, he can he's back on the well. Fish. He's just well. The problem is he's ugly, and yeah. it makes up for that by being annoying. That's that's all I have, and that's all I need. He's ugly. That makes up for more than that by being a complete and total. How did he even get fucking... in there? Well, the other day when he was when he got locked in there because they like barricaded the entrance to the goon cave, they had to like somebody had to come and like help him out of the goon cave to like get him past the bottleneck. Yeah, I saw how, how, how I saw you a picture there, like Crisco in a shoehorn. What the fuck? I saw a picture on uh, FTL the other day. That's on Photoshop. What he would to the best of their ability what he would look like skinny and yeah. it was i was shook honestly i was profoundly oh, shook because oh, yeah. it's it's like it's uncanny right right i mean he was he's an okay looking guy skinny you know yeah did they, did they keep him with like the grotesque troll ogre head no they they un they skinnyfied his head his head but getting getting skinny would not change the shape of his skull he's built like a fucking ogre well, I know well, I mean, it's hard to tell what the shape yeah. is with that much fat, you know. It is because um, you got the you got the fat rolls on the back of the neck, right? Because like <laughs> trying to get out there like that, and then like a lot of things like even his gait is kind of weird, but like even that could be explained a lot by by like fat. Like when you have that much extra weight, it his stupid fat oh, fuck. <laughs> Somebody get the get the Crisco and the shoehorn. Yeah, this is how it was the other day when he was trying to get out. He like struggles to get through the entrance, and then he gets halfway, and his stomach gets stuck, and then he has to like be pulled the rest of the way out. <laughs> This is, this, is the guy this is the guy demanding respect, by the way. Yeah. Right. Oh, he's like, so clearly, terrible. You clearly have no self-respect, so why should anybody respect you? Yeah. Shut the fuck up. Oh, there's, there's Fatty's ass crack. That's great. Yeah. Well, it's, not, it's not the... Definitely by far not the most we've seen of him this season, so... Like, whatever. <laughs> Stupid go, to the, uh, go to the bunk camera. It's somehow funnier. Hold on. Hold on. Let's see. Where's bunk? There it is. Oh, uh, yeah. There's... Yeah, you can see him crawling out. Yeah. <laughs> ah, you stupid fat bastard. Yeah. Oh man, I hate fat people. He'll he'll figure it out. Yeah, he'll oh. figure it. He's a smart. Well. <laughs> oh, 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 oh! Okay, there you go. Okay, there you go. Sam, nice. See, he needs to do it along the axis where he has the most give, which is front right. and back like that. Right. Is that like there's no skeletal stuff on that? I just axis. don't like. I just don't get it. Like I, I was heavy once upon a time. Right. Not like what? What do we think? Airsoft fatty weighs. It's it's. I feel like he's. He, well, he, I think he's admitted over three hundred, right? Uh, which I mean, he'd have to be. He's um, got to be knocking on the door of four. I yeah, just, I was about yeah. to say that. I just googled it, and they said he weighs two oh five. No way. <laughs> no somebody way. Two oh five kilos, maybe. Yeah, maybe. Somebody, somebody just, said that in the uh, in the show, and it, it clearly worked. Well, he's he, five he, six. He's five six, but st that still doesn't. No, he was two oh five, like two oh five pounds ago. He I'm, might have been two oh five in the womb. I'm 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 six feet tall, and I'm slightly north of two oh five, and I'm just like a little chubby. There's right. no way he's 205. No, he's five he's not 205. He's like, I think his neck fat is 205 along. Yeah, Easily. His legs might be 205. There is no way he is. Yeah. He's, like, he's not 400 pounds. He's knocking on the door of it. Right. I'm, I'm going 385. Yeah. 
Yeah, maybe. Although I gotta say the tuxedo t-shirt, that's a that's a good bit for him. That works. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh look, Trish sitting on the mattress doing nothing. Shocker. It's, it's funny that they can see into the other rooms now though. Yeah, the, yeah. the open concept that she's Yeah, her her and her and TJ talking to each other through the open that's that's a, that's some true Neptunian chemo. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What else we got going on? Well, uh, earlier, earlier uh, Tony mentioned that uh, Power World has surpassed 8 million sales, you said? Yeah. Well, I haven't uh, seen figures inflate that rapidly since 1945. Yeah? I don't get it. Yeah. I don't know. Probably, probably a reference yeah. to something else that has a lot of uh, possibly... Falsified millions of God, there was a conversation fetish. Hmm. Yeah, that's, I had a conversation today that was it was somebody was somebody had posted somewhere like the top ten most moved into areas of the country and top ten most most moved out of. Yeah, and one of the influx areas was Birmingham, Alabama. Yeah, so people going to Birmingham. Probably, yeah, people moving into Birmingham. Really? I, let me. I'll pull up the list. Hang on, we can we can go through. That's nice. Fatty. Fatty's walking his dog. That's nice. Yeah. He needs to do a lot. He needs to do a lot more dog walking. He needs to do a lot more walking. Well, yeah. Hey, well, dogs are motivation, I guess, to go That's walking. True. Speaking, of, speaking of motivations to go walking, uh, whatever him just said, but uh, you you got some new stuff going on this week, right? Hey, you got a me? Yeah. I don't know if it's a secret, but. Oh yeah, no, I got the uh, I got the new camera this week, the uh, DJI yeah. Osmos. Yeah, 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 yeah. And I've been I've been testing it out a little bit, and it is uh, it's pretty cool. In fact, I can pull up here. I'm not gonna turn the I'm not gonna turn the Discord stream on, but uh, I'll, I'll show it on the stream. I've I mean, got uh, I I had it driving around today. Yeah, I saw this. The little uh, I was I was that. I've been trying out. So I've been trying out different things. So like tonight, I had it on 4K, 24 FPS. Um. Is it so on on your PC? Is it smoother? Because like on the no. um oh, I found the list by the way. When I, like because when I saw it, I was like, "This is that what twenty four FPS looks like?" And I was like, "Yeah, no. yeah." So I don't I don't know what's going on here. So that's kind of weird. It's some something. I don't know. We'll have to look into that because that's definitely not right. But right. it might be something about maybe just maybe just the dark environment or something. Like maybe it's just. That doesn't make sense. No, because I mean, even, GoPros will just crank up the ISO instead of getting choppy. So I assume DJI's product will be able to do that too. Um, I don't know. Uh, we'll look into it. Let me see. Let me see. If, um, that's MPC. Let me see if our VLC. Let's see if MPC does. The yeah, same thing. because sometimes weird, like different codecs will have weird, fucky things with like different programs. Um. Yeah, MPC actually looks a little bit smoother. Yeah. oh you know what it might be it might what? be because i'm having to use because like here let, let me show this on stream because obviously in, in its natural uh perspective it's upside down so oh but now it's jerking around what the hell is that about there's, there's something going on with the uh with like the the do you know what codec it's it's in is HVAC. It, it, 
HVAC? Okay. Hold on. Let me turn it on real quick. I think so. Sometimes, sometimes it's 265, sometimes it's 8. Yeah, yeah. HVAC has, it was the most cap, cap, uh, compatibility, or not compatibility, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Size reduction, so. Not size reduction. You so, know what I mean. Uh, a, a lot of these programs will actually jitter trying to play back H265 footage, in my well, no, experience. It's, it's, uh, it's Hevsi. Oh. Well, uh, HEVC, you're saying? HEVC. Oh, okay. Well, now, oh, that it started, so... now that it started playing, now it's kind of stopped jerking, so. Well, HEVC is H265. They're the same thing. Well, then why does it give an option for both? Oh. Hold on. Then... Let me go back to it. Hold on. God dang it. All right, I got your I got your list. All right, hold, hold on a second. Yeah, it's it's H E V C for efficiency, and then compatibility is H two sixty four. Right, two sixty four is easier to decode, but it's not as com compressed. Right. So you're doing you're doing the size saving option, which is good. It just means that your PCS do a little bit more work, and I find that some of these programs have issues with playback of it. But if you like. Loaded into something like DaVinci Resolve, I think usually. It'll... Oh, okay. Let's we'll we'll try that. Uh, go ahead yeah. with what you were talking about, Tim, and we'll we'll get we'll circle back to this. Yeah, yeah. So the top ten most moved out of cities. You might notice some common threads here. Sure. Yeah. So uh, Chicago. Right. San Tracks. Diego. Tracks. Cincinnati. Oh, yeah, I did that. Cincinnati's a little shocking, but yeah, okay. It's still in Ohio. Oh yeah, true. Uh, Detroit. Yeah, okay. I'm shocked that's not number one. Yeah. I don't know if these are in any particular order. Oh, okay. Uh, Riverside, California. Yep. Uh, Memphis. Memphis. Yeah. yeah. This yeah, was the one that surprised me. Oklahoma City. Hmm. Uh, New York City. And yeah. then Buffalo rounds out the top ten. These Buffalo, top ten. really? Damn. It's those, fucking cold those, up there. I the buff. Get... People trying those to get wings, out of the buff. Those wings ain't cutting it up there, I guess. Hmm. And then your, uh, your inbound movers. Top ten for inbound movers was uh, Charlotte. Sure, yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, Providence, Rhode Island, which I think I understand that. I, yeah, moving, I get that too. They're moving there for fish tanks. So yeah. That... yeah, yeah, Well, it got, it got it got named like the nicest, one of the nicest places to live in the world or whatever. Right. So it got a big influx. Yeah. Gee, I wonder why. Um, Indianapolis. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Oh, wow. Cool city. Been there. Liked it. No, and it's a great city. Um, Orlando, yeah. Florida. Yeah. A lot of drugs. Raleigh. Yeah. Jacksonville, Florida. Yeah. Nashville, uh, unfortunately. Yep. Uh, Houston. Now that's yep. shocking. Now that is shocking. Yeah. Well, may maybe Austin's full, so now they've moved on. Houston's one of those kind of backward cities, though. Like, uh, I spent some time there. My dad had a condo there, work related, and uh, it was really, really nice. The place that he was in, like, it was on the southeast side of Houston, <laughs> and it was a uh, it was a big money district. It was really nice. Um, Birmingham, Alabama, was on was there. Yeah, that's, that's, all this list, that's so shocking. So the guy who raised the question about this, he's he's your classic, like, you know, upper 40s-year-old just leftoid, right? Like, Reddit mentality. Uh-huh. So he's like, who the fuck would move to Birmingham, Alabama? Like, well, so I've said, you know, for all of Alabama's alleged faults, it's a very business-friendly state, which is true. And he escalates immediately to, uh, well, yeah, so was Germany in the 1930s. Oh, that's not the point he wanted to make. <laughs> I don't think that was I don't think that was the point he wanted to make. Oh, he was totally trying to make it. He's like, you know, only, you know, right wing evil 
Nazis would be we just say ch- just say Chud. Just say Chud. Yeah, just ch- it's a yeah, Chud zone. Which if you've ever been to Birmingham, you know is couldn't could not be farther from the no. truth. The Chud it's, zone. It's, it's welcome Welcome to the Chud zone. So I was pissing while you guys said it, but your buffalo is an absolute shithole. It's miserable. Yeah. It's it's always cold. There's always too much snow. You're constantly getting buried in like six feet of snow because you're right next to a massive lake. It is terrible. Well, they Your got football the... team constantly sucks. Yeah, but but do you get wild wings up there? Uh, the buffalo flavoring is terrible, so you know. Jesus. Okay. Let me find the buffalo trail of tears after they lost the football game. Oh, Jesus. But some of these obviously correlate, right? Like that, Nashville that... being on the list is a direct result of Riverside being on the other list. Right. Sure. Yeah. The uh, the California to the Tennessee pipeline's unfortunately real. Yeah. Jesus. At some point, people in Nashville got to really step up on the you know fuck off we're full campaign. Yeah. At some I, point, I mean, we just need to round up all the Californiers in Tennessee and do something about them. Every yeah, like single here, one of them. Every for context. Every single one. Every single one. Down yeah. to the last. Yeah. Zzer. Right. People. Right. I mean, obviously, being somebody who's not Californian, I'll be exempt from this measure, but. Um, hmm. it, it, that's, if it's, that's that's actually the first I'm hearing of that. Yeah. Which is crazy. <laughs> this is crazy. Is that the you're telling me this for the first reaction. time? Yeah. <laughs> you do, you're you're putting your hands up and doing that gesture. Yeah. Um. Uh. Yeah. Hands up. Yeah. Don't shoot. Some might say. Yeah. Um. So I guess if there's anything more telling with regards to the Nashville situation, it's that pretty much every family member I've ever heard talk about Tennessee has, talks about Nashville as a destination. So. Like, even my mom, like, even though I've told her, I was like, you know, all my all my friends who are like from the South say that Nashville kind of sucks. And she's like, music city. Well, it's just like you're playing you're playing to the crowd here, right? Like if you go to a place, if you go to the place that all the other Californians are going to, you're not getting the deal, right? Like if you're moving to get a lower cost of living and leverage your your money, right? Like. If you do the same thing every Californian you know is doing, you're not getting ahead of the pack. You have to go to the place that's not hot at this moment. Well, it's it's the whole thing, too, where Nashville is, you know, it's perceived nationwide as the cultural hub of it's just, it's just like it's just, South. It's such a thin kind of, like, culture, though, right? It's just like, it's like normie pop culture culture, right? Like, it's like, it's like the veneer of culture, but culture to me is... I would not hard that. disagree with the perception of Nashville being normie. Yeah, I mean, maybe no, it's very yeah, I, I would I would just say that it's it's the thing that you Californians love to do is you like to identify the cultural hub of an area and then go and fuck it up. Well, sure. <laughs> I, all, all I mean to say, but, but I mean that's not out of line with what I'm saying though. I'm just saying that like. And by that, by you, I meant the royal you, like any Californian. No, who's yeah, sure, to sure. First but off, I, your, first off, your band. But that's what I mean though. Is like. It's 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 a very cheap understanding of culture, right? Like like to them, to a lot of these people, culture is like a thing you go out and do on a Friday night. Like that's what culture is to them. You know, it's like oh, you know, I get to go drunk like I would in any other fucking city, but there's some like signs that have guitars on them. Like that's culture to them. You know, like that's. Oh my gosh, why do you call it a honky tonk? Like why do you, that's a, is right. that a celebration of white people? And, and and especially in California, there's this especially with suburban foids in California. There's this weird LARP of like being into radio country and like wanting to be a country girl. And like in their perception of the South, they think places like Nashville are somehow like 
They just want to wear the true country. Outfits. It's like Halloween yeah. for them. They just want to wear the slutty outfits. Right. Right. I don't know. It's, it's, it pisses me off, right? Because like. Well, it, it should because it's like it's like just like it's like minstrel shit. It's like just I don't know. It's. Very I mean, it, used to, it used to be the place where, you know, if you if you grew up around the area, like if you were going to try to make it, you tried to make it in Nashville. And there, there sure. was a very defined grind to it, right? Right. It's, it's, I mean, it's not like L.A. before it was turned into like a demonic epi- epicenter, you know, like it's like the, I, the the reputation it has is something from a far bygone era, you know, like. Right. Like you, you moved there, you worked as a mall, you know, model actor, model actress, waitress. Right. In the case of the Foids and, t- and, and tried to get noticed. Right. And there's like this whole kind of fake song and dance where everybody lies about what they've done and what they're doing and what they plan to do and hopes that, you know, there's, there's a game that you play now. Right. Whereas in Nashville, it was an actual grind. Like you were trying to get on stage and actually perform and actually sure. had a legitimate shot to get noticed. Now right. it's all just consumerized, you know, test tube versions trying to create the next Taylor Swift. Right. Which is why all this new country coming out that they're they're all just you, you can't identify you can't pick them out of a lineup they're all they all look exactly the same. Mm, it is rough. It's all it's it's I, I literally call it test tube country, like they are trying to create the next Taylor Swift. Well, yeah, in terms of the industry, but like even in terms of the people who want to move there, like as they experience it, like it's kind of a similar thing to like an exchange we had on Twitter recently that like uh, Kay and I commented on like somebody talking about freedoms or something, and it's like something that I said about that like. It's a similar thing here where they view culture as like a thing that that entertains them. And that's the end of it. Right. Like and I think that culture in terms of how it matters is more of like the day in, day out lifestyle of an area, you know, like like the the types of people you're going to be brushing shoulders with and stuff like you're like you shouldn't move there because the aesthetic of your Friday night, like drinking outages is a little bit more whimsical or whatever. You should be moving because people will have a a set of values you mesh better with and and things like that you know like it should it should be should be about like the the values of the of the place not the not what it can offer you in terms of entertainment or whatever and i feel like that's a very the very typical kind of shallow understanding of culture from especially from californians but people in any, anywhere really i think well, californians aren't people so yeah. Oh, latest, uh, latest Fed boy trap to entrap boomers and arrest them has dropped. Yeah, what's that? Yeah. The uh, take our border back, uh, southern border convoy. Oh yeah, that that just that I reeks. Like convoys in general are kind yeah. of a real gay kind of honeypot type thing. Yeah, this All is one hundred percent a honeypot. All right, well, 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 back to not honeypot things. I I got this working now. I'll uh, okay, let me. I'll fire up. So it's, it's going stream. smoothly now. I'll fire up the Discord stream. I had to, um, I actually had to oh, do it in uh, Premiere because DaVinci actually wouldn't work for some reason. So, yeah, I mean, it might just, it might be a setting TV. thing, but but anyway, yeah, no, it looks uh, it's very smooth, looks great on here. It actually yeah, it looks is, good here. It looks higher quality as well. So, yeah, I mean, in some of these moments, it's it's auto focusing on the yeah. raindrops on your windshield. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. but that's that what, I mean, when it's not rainy, that won't be a problem. Yeah, I mean, um, it, no, I mean, it still looks fine. Otherwise, and like once I get yeah, into and, like and when, when it gets wiped away, it quickly refocuses on. Yeah, once once I get into like town, it starts right. when there's more it, light. It's, it's, yeah, yeah, yeah. But you can right, tell the, the windshield's think, clear. It, it looks good actually. Yeah. yeah, no, I mean, overall, I mean, it's definitely like it's way better than like like a dash cam would be. Um, yeah, dash cams are actually not very good as far as like quality goes. Mm-hmm. 
Um, they just the main thing is just showing what happened. You don't need quality with that. Mm -hmm. uh, oh, I see that cross over there. Yeah, that's the. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. The I think there's another spot you can see it real well too, that I think personally looks better. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's right here. Yeah, well, you can't really see it here, but you can see it like right there. Yeah. In the distance. This new nickname for Nikki Haley that Trump is workshopping. What bird brain? Uh, bird brain. Yeah, that's pretty good. Yeah. I mean, no, I mean, I mean, all said, like, especially if you like, because right now the size I'm looking at, like. I'm watching the stream through Discord on is like mm -hmm. about the same size as like YouTube theater mode, which is mm -hmm. for the most part, unless something's really good and I want to watch it full screen, which is very rare for me. Mm -hmm. I usually experience YouTube in theater mode uh, or regular size even. Um, and it looks quite good at this size. Like that's the thing too, is like both photo and video. It's like, if it's going to be downscaled anyways for the medium that you're distributing it with, mm -hmm. then it will kind of perceptually increase the quality further. Um, but no, it looks good. I mean, over the GoPro, it does have a fairly significantly larger sensor. Uh, like with this model, it's not quite one inch, but it's like one over 1.3 inches, uh, which is very close. Um, basically, as far as standardized sensor sizes go, it's the next one down from one inch. So mm -hmm. it's quite it's quite good for an action cam. Um, yeah, I mean, I think the footage is good. And like I said, these conditions like this are like realistically the most challenging conditions it'll be subjected yeah, to. Yeah, I was about to I was about to say this this ended because I was a little angry, but I was like, eh, and I wanted to see how it kind of looked in a like full light, but then I was like, no, let's let's see how it looks in like the just potentially the shittiest conditions it will ever right. be in. Yeah. And it looks good. The stabilization is pretty good too. It's it's maybe a little uncanny a little bit. Uh, you you can actually dial it back probably in the yeah I, I yeah, yeah I dialed it up a little which I it, think it's, when it's on your short when it's on a backpack it's it's good but in a car it is a little well, so and the thing is in a car the if, if it's mounted on the car the uh the things that are being stabilized out aren't like micro jitters but rather bumps and like the yeah. rocking of the car and that might be something that's like natural to the experience of being in a car so maybe you don't want to correct that out on foot you're it's the same like I, like I said about foot uh foot stabilization the other day is like the up and down of your steps is a natural part of stepping and right. it looks uncanny if you're trying to do like a realistic point of view type thing right. uh to not have that you're trying to just knock out the parts that are like jittery and and sudden um yeah but yeah no, I think it works pretty well I mean I don't think it's too aggressive either I mean either way I wouldn't complain uh I, I tell you what we were talking before we before I bought it and we yeah. were talking about the different things. This son bitch gets hot. No, that's what I told you. I mean, these things, these things. Like do... this was this is a thirty-two minute recording, and it was when I when I got when I got back to the house, when I pulled it on the garage and I pulled it off the windshield, right. and I, I touched. I was like, that is that is like warm to the touch. It's not. It doesn't hurt, but it is warm to the touch. Mm -hmm. Yeah, uh, they they do get pretty warm, um, and it's. I mean, it's it's cool. It's not. Well, I mean, it's not hot. And I mean, it was in an inside of an air-conditioned car. So, well, right. Air I mean, I think. I, I mean, they, this model will run longer than a GoPro would. That's right. been tested. Um, right. But it will still eventually overheat in warmer environments. Uh, of course, with an action cam, it's presumed that typically you're doing clips here and there rather than like real long-form shooting. Um, right. But as long as it lasts long enough for whatever the use case may be, you know. It's also whatever. real ticky um, about the the voice commands. Right. Well, which is kind of annoying, but honestly, yeah, yeah, like, I don't like rely on those too much. Anyways, I get annoyed about like not starting or, or turning sure. off or something, you know, um, 
But the hell uh, was that? Huh? The hell was that? Oh, I missed it. What was... No, don't worry about it. It was, it was Discord, not the video. Oh, okay. Uh, missed like a like a cryptid or something. On no, there? no, no. Oh no! Actually, it is funny. There's a point. Uh, let's see where was I? Jet just came upstairs and yells Goyslop. <laughs> Big Goyslop guy. There was a point here where there was a little bit of a uh, not a well, yeah, a cryptid, a cryptid sighting. The the urban Sasquatch, if you will. Oh. Um, this guy was just straight up. Let me see where is it? Because this is a this is a really busy highway. There he is, right there. Just straight, just straight up walking across this busy ass road. Right it, in, and, the, and, in the driving rain. Yeah, I always find road visibility is way shittier under wet conditions like this. So that's pretty pretty bold. Hmm. I want to get to. Let me see. Where did I? Okay, so this this is something I wanted to see when we when I started getting like into kind of the darker parts. How like because right. the downtown part was very well lit. Right. Um. The, the only thing that is annoying about using it in this capacity is that when it's so dark and it's trying to overcompensate, like the like the blowout from headlights and streetlights and stuff is is kind of annoying. Sure. But, I mean, but you're you're working with. I mean, it's it's yeah. the, compared compared to the sensors that we would use in our like big cameras. It's, yeah. You know, dynamic range is going to be lower. I uh, think if, I think if I was ever if I was ever going to do any like real like if I want to do something artistic shot like this, I would definitely mount my dslr sure there's there's count car mounts for oh in fact maybe um, that's a fun a fun experiment idea well for, for example say you really wanted to uh like do a whole road trip i would recording. get i would get a dash cam for that well you could do you could do a dash cam like i did but if you for some reason you want to do it at higher quality right like it was like oh you're publishing it for for pay or something you know right um in a sense i think a mounted camera in this like a full-size camera mounted in this situation more make more sense anyways because it's less prone to overheating yeah um because like like the the lumix s series for example basically uh, barring like extenuating circumstances they pretty much never overheat to my knowledge so right um yeah i've i just checked and like i don't know what format i'm recording in this but i'll check but it's about it's about four hours is fatty allowing Taylor to participate in this of like self mog after, after how bad of a beating he took earlier verbally what self mog are we talking about like he should have kept her in the doghouse and maybe brought her a single taco or something like that that would have been the play not not letting her partake yeah i mean fatty's a dickhead but like he's also i feel like he's not really good at like actually be, being punishing or whatever yeah Oh yeah, I just I just turned my camera over to uh, 4K, the 24 FPS, and it took yeah. it down to 30 minutes. So I do for, I, I I am very much of the like the mindset that when for, you're for your for your S5, it turned yeah. it down to 30 minutes. Yeah. Uh. Well. Well. A couple things there. I mean, is that battery expectation or recording? Cause recording. Of, well, it it can't predict its overheating capacity, so it's likely sure. that that's the storage medium limitation. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. Sorry, that's well, what I'm sure. I mean, you're going to need bigger SD cards. Or uh, I don't know if the S5 base model does it, but I think the S5 2X has the feature of where, like, natively supports recording direct to uh, 
direct to solid state drive, which is a really nice feature for like high end production work because mm-hmm. obviously solid state drives are way cheaper than most other storage media that you use with a camera uh, per, you know, port per gigabyte or whatever. Right. Um, which is why like on like cinema rigs we'll use SSDs and not. Yeah. I put it, put it back SDs. down to 1080 24. It's five, five hours, which I mean, you probably get into other issues like the battery overheating at that point. I, I just personally, I mean, I don't think you, I don't think at 1080 that camera is. Key. That's uh, true. If, if we're, if we're That's talking true. about S, I mean, I don't think at uh 4K 24 that camera would ever overheat ever. Mm. Like in, unless it was like a hot day and it was in straight sunlight, maybe. But like otherwise, like like in a normal environment, it's not gonna. Oh shit! No wonder I've only got 64 gigabytes in here. Huh. So I mean, that's what I was talking about. Yeah. Like, like for for recording high quality footage on that. You're gonna want probably a, a lot more uh, space, of course, and also make sure it's a, another at least V30, uh, depending on the the, the max bit rate of that camera. Even B, V60 might be recommended. Right. I know for the S for the S52, the codec can get up to a bit, or like the the bit rate of the the video stream can get up to high enough speeds that I think you need at least a V60, which right. Although I, I have tested manually and one of the Samsung models that's labeled and badged as a V30 and sold at about that price can uh, actually keep up with V60 speeds for a lot cheaper. So hmm. uh, so if that ever becomes an issue, I do know a model mm-hmm. that'll work for cheaper. The real expensive thing is when you have to get into v, V90 cards or uh, when you get into a camera that has CF Express. Which is kind of like the new, the newer format they've been pushing because I think it's more, it's it's less failure prone than SD, and I think per gigabyte it'll eventually be cheaper. I don't know if it is right now, but but they can get way faster is the main thing. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, get, getting out here into the darker parts of the city, it's definitely starting to get much rougher. Sure. I mean, that'll happen. It'll oh, yeah. I mean, that's, you know, it's it's almost pitch black out here. So and my, my main thing with low light to to the extremities like this for video is like how how often are you going to even have a subject that's worth seeing in fucking pitch black, you know, darkness? You yeah. Know? So, I mean, if you can't see it, then it doesn't have to be at perfect quality. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I would I would really like to actually see what my uh, S5 looks like in this lighting as well. Recording. I haven't done really any video recording with the S5 yet. No, so I mean, I mean, it's a camera that's taken fairly seriously for uh, video. Like, of course, the the S5 first gen, the main pitfall was just the autofocus being, you know, subpar compared to certain other class leaders. But like for video, but that's that can be dealt with. Like, right. for example, if you were to put it on your car like this, I would probably just disable autofocus and just uh, focus at a, a, a fairly, especially in good light, I would focus. I, I would open the aperture or narrow it down a bit uh, to get good depth of field and then focus to infinity, right? And then right. basically everything of importance from your car will be in focus at all times and it won't mm-hmm. have to be hunting. Um, of course, without uh, some sort of gimbal solution in for the for the thing, it's going to be less stabilized than the action cam will. Because what the action cam is doing is it's doing real-time digital stabilization. Mm-hmm. There's not IBIS inside an action cam, mm-hmm. but it's basically algorithmically using frame data or whatever, and sometimes gyro data to, uh, it, it, it imposes a small crop on the frame and it just yeah. uses that as leeway to stabilize the frame. Right. Um, so yeah, but I mean with, with footage from 
a camera like your S5, you can technically do uh, digital stabilization in post, and you just it just costs you a portion of your frame, same as this. Um, mm-hmm. It has IBIS, which will help for smaller jitters. And actually, if you're if you're talking about this feeling a little too uncanny, IBIS might be able to uh, counteract smaller vibrations without, you know, uh, overly smoothing bigger motions. So, right. I don't know. It just depends, but. Yeah, I'm Either definitely way. I'm definitely interested to see what it's gonna look like during the day. So, yeah, I mean, I mean, in good light, you know, I think every camera these days looks fairly good, especially at normal viewing sizes. Mm-hmm. Um, like, like part of it's that, like, of course, people who are doing these things tend to be gear obsessed because they're seeing it when they're editing it close up, you know, and mm-hmm. like that makes them more conscious of the flaws. And then, if you're somebody who's serious about video too, and you're shooting, you know, in flat profiles, and you're doing uh you know, editing and post to color grade yourself and stuff. Obviously, uh, every bit of quality you can get in the source file translates to more leeway with, edit, you know, stylistically changing in post as well. Mm-hmm. So. Although for, for this type of content that you've been talking about, I probably wouldn't use the log profile on it and I'd probably just use standard or whatever. Oh yeah, no, 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 I'm not. I, I'm not. I, that's... I think for, especially for, for just YouTube con, like that's the one thing that I don't get is like, I do think like a lot of the time on YouTube, for example, um, people really over obsessed with video fidelity and it's like i don't think it really matters that much at the end of the day as long as you have the tools to get the shot um the, the big thing for me with youtube is always audio like mm-hmm. way more important to get good audio god look at look at look at that, look at that. i mean there's yeah. absolutely nothing yeah that's actually that's i gotta call it, i gotta call it last i gotta be up early in the all right, all right. take so. it easy that's yeah. actually this is actually almost like this is uh dare i say lynchian yeah a little bit i mean it it's, is it's actually definitely, this is kind of the vibe of me on that highway driving through the desert where it's this like, is this is kind of comfy to watch actually no no i think that uh footage of things being driven like this point of view style is mm-hmm. kind of cool um it's definitely like a good option for like kind of just filler kind of b-roll in a video yeah. i think is to have stuff like this because yeah. it's a little it's a little bit easier to collect than like you know Oh, I gotta stop on the side of the road and do like a cinematic drone shot of this area I'm driving. Like, fuck that! I'm not doing yeah, that. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Well, I like, mean, like this, I said, this is you know, lynching. I I love that kind of like shot. Like that's really good to me. Yeah, I gotta. No, I actually, I, think, I, gotta, uh, I had to stop this because I'm close to my house. <laughs> <laughs> so. Yeah. Anyways, yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, it seems like it's pretty good. Uh, I would definitely. If I purchased an, an additional action cam in the future, I would definitely move to the DJI right. system. Yeah. Which conveniently, now that I know like all the accessories are basically cross compatible, anyways, that kind of helps too. Because mm-hmm. I, I do own some GoPro accessories that I picked up on on the cheap a while back. Um, and there's a lot of mounts out there. There's clip mounts, magnetic mounts, you know, uh, head mounts, chest mounts, strap mounts, you know. Oh uh, yeah. Handlebar mounts. There is there is no shortage of attachments. Yep. And and basically if you can adapt the cam to the GoPro mount style, which is what most third party accessories are probably using, then you can basically use any accessory on the market. So Right. Um so that's cool. Yep. I, I you know, I'll say this about action cams. There is something about the simplicity and how they work that's a little appealing, like you don't have to like once you've dialed in just the basic video settings, you don't really have to ever really have to think about it again in most cases, which is kind of cool. 
Yeah. Um, it's gonna, it's gonna, it's gonna, it's gonna take a little bit of tweaking, but I think, I mean, just shooting at night is just rough in general. Sure, but like I, I thought that footage is all totally acceptable in the scope of like, like it, it looks better than than like phone camera would look like yeah. in that situation yeah i mean if, like if you bar. you could probably yeah and like i i yeah i could have probably there's some stuff i could probably change to give it a little bit more and then in post you could gussy it up a little bit and it's, it's good enough for just a short little like your like you said b-roll right well that's what i'm saying like because yeah you could do d-log or whatever that it has and all that and like color grade but it's like that just seems like overkill especially for that type of footage it's just like I mm -hmm. would want it to just be quick and dirty and just it needs mm -hmm. to just depict the in-between or whatever and then you, you know like I mean right. even for a role I'm not really super hot on the idea of uh, color grading YouTube footage, yeah no like, I mean I mean unless we were doing like um, I think for like our mainline series that we're like, gonna so, have so narrative work or like something you've put a lot of effort into sure right, but right. Like, for like I for like think... the mainline work like our big marquee thing like that we've talked about so like the right like, so, like so, if it's like if, with, if the video is like i go up, like, like we go up to like pigeon forge and we like interview a guy who like built the place something <laughs> that, something that needs to have like impact yeah so right, like, like we like, talked like, about yeah. we talked about like so you know like there, there's gonna be like several different kind of series air quotes of stuff right but the primary one i mean name kind of still pending but mm. the the primary one that's about like the culture and the, the the people and the heart of Eastern Tennessee that yeah okay I would go all out for that color grading like you know you know really sharp good B roll stuff like that but yeah like fucking you us going to Pawpaw's Catfish Kitchen I ain't color grading that right when we do like the Marco's Pizza review yeah. that's gonna be straight <laughs> yeah, out yeah, yeah. camera oh, footage shit. I think. I had an idea because I'm I'm maybe gonna start doing a little bit of local stuff, you know, up and while we're still kind of treading water here. You might as well. You're I might as well. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I've, it's, I've, it's, it's a good end because you can I've, you can just I've, I've suggested y'all do it too. I mean, y'all haven't, but no, you I should. Agree, but, um, uh, so I might. I'm thinking about do. I'm thinking about doing a Laurel steak review. Be fun. Yeah, you, you need to like title every video like the best steak in town, uh, and then like a dash, and it's like Laurel hometown. Well, no, just just say yeah, the best steak in Laurel hometown. Yeah, or well, the best yeah, whatever. the best steak in in Laurel, Princey's hometown, or so yeah, something. God, that I hate that so much, but that's that's how it is. Uh, I mean, so. the the whole thing is to just get enough eyes on what you're doing to like be able to then put out what you want to actually make. And, like, yeah, that's that get, is the thing. So get traction with that. Well. Well, uh, there is one segment that we haven't done yet. What was that? Well, per my, my suggestion, right? Moving food chat to the end of the show. Oh, yeah. Let's do food chat and what we learned and let's get out of here. Okay. Uh, so... I'll, I'll go first. Um, okay. So my big thing is, well, what did, what did we do? Oh, Sunday went back to Los Primos. I got a taco salad. It was very good, by the way. I love I'm really coming to like Los Primos. They've got really decent food. It is slop. Okay. It is sick with cheese. But it's good sick with cheese. So really right. that... Um, not nothing really that else that interesting now that kind of football has died down. I'm not doing, you know, big stuff on the weekend. Also kind of back heavily on the bullshit, you know, with the weight loss. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. trying to trying to dial it back. Went back to Edgar's tonight. Though for my it's it is my twenty fifth birthday today. Went back to yeah. went back to Edgar's. Got this the twelve ounce ribeye. Bud. Mm -hmm. Bud. Bud. Yeah. 
But damn, you can pack twelve ounces. Yeah, yeah. Hmm? Huh? It's like you can pack six inches. You fucking queer. <laughs> yeah, that's you really had to stretch that one. Anyway, I meant to say twelve inches, and I yeah, said six. Yeah, so it, yeah, it, really, it was yeah. a real fuck up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Not, not. We're late in the show, man. It's, uh, it's we're falling Listen, in. Listen, it's, point. it's, it's my bedtime. Yeah, we're we're wrapping up. We're wrapping up. Um, yeah, I got twelve ounce ribeye. Really good. It's better than the filet mignon I got last time. To be quite honest, uh, I, I probably if I keep, if I when I go back, I'm probably gonna get it. Although there's some other stuff. There's not steak stuff. I might try next time. Like there's a uh, there's the a. Yeah, there's actually a ribeye burger. Uh, they, you know, grind up the ribeye. There's a um, a andouille and chicken gumbo. That's oh, pfft, mm. shut the shut the fuck up. You mean andouille? Anyway, uh, really good. Uh, going to B Dubs it's this Sunday. Andouille. It's going to B Dubs this weekend. Uh, probably yeah. gonna go in on some wings. I tell you what, I did. I only ate half. Uh, here's how on my bullshit I am. I only yeah. ate half the steak. Okay. Have the rest tomorrow. Yeah. Not, not, cool. not, I didn't have it tonight. I didn't come home and eat it later on. I said, that's lunch tomorrow. That's supper tomorrow. That's that. That's how you lose weight, bud. So going to B dubs on the weekends, a bold play with, uh, well, the, uh, the, the deal day being tomorrow. <laughs> well, yeah, but I just, I don't, we're, we're not really big during the week eat outers. So, okay. Okay. So, and also the bullshit. So, no, I get it. I I just I feel like I don't deals pers- max. I don't deals max as hard. No, as I, you I know you don't. I know you don't. I know it's because I'm poor. But like I just <laughs> I I go well, for for me. It's like beat up specifically. You're by going on Thursday. You're literally doubling your value. Right, and it's also like it's one of those foods where it's like it's not so good that I feel like I have to go any other day, you know. Right. So it's like I I feel like I need the deal to tempt yeah, me. Yeah, and... I, I get that. I get that. But it's like well, there's, there's going to be I mean, there's going to be football on. I like eating out on the yeah, weekends. No, that's, that's now fair, we that's did fair. say we said earlier on the show, Thursday's White House. I feel like that's almost like tradition at that point, especially during football sure. season. Sure, 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 sure. Right. No, and, and I mean, I, I get it. Like just eating what you what you feel like when you feel like it is yeah. kind of an aspirational thing. I'm just such a cheap ass. That, Are like, you I'm saying it's like, a little bougie? A little bit, because like for me, like I'm such a cheap ass deal maxer that I'm like, I yeah. feel like almost butthurt internally if I go oh, somewhere. And I, know I'm not, I know I'm not getting the be- best deal. Like if I if I'm like by circumstances forced to like say I go out on a day where there's like shit going down and for some reason everything's like mysteriously closed or something and like the one place that is open I have to go to because I was like betting on getting food or something you know and I go there and I'm there because it's the only option but like maybe the previous day of the week things were half off or something but I'm there paying full pre- full price that might ruin my day you know that might that might make me feel pretty pretty bad so <laughs> <laughs> But that's just life of a deal maxer, you know. We we take it seriously. Well, well, tell um, me, what would you have? Speaking of deal, did you deal max this week? Oh yeah, so yeah. If we want to talk about what we had, um, where do we start for the past week? What, did I, what was? We we had uh we had wings, didn't we? We had. We got we got the wing stop, I believe, on Friday because. Okay. Uh, Panda was closed on Friday. Right, and and that was about the first opportunity any of us had to leave since the freeze started, I think. So you yeah, we did that whole plan then. Um 
since then, I went out the other night for uh, for Lee's. Aldi. Got got a lot of stuff at Aldi. And what did you say? I said Lee's. Oh yeah. So after Aldi, um, which got a lot of goodies there, uh, decided to try Lee's, which is a chicken chain kind of regional uh apparently kind of using the original kfc recipe or something that was later abandoned or something by kfc or some shit like that like uh, for some a good sort reason of, yeah some sort of legacy related to kfc but we went or i went and picked it up and brought it back and it was it, it's it's unfortunate it because it sucked it was terrible no, it wasn't good i mean and i think you liked it even less than i did but uh it was definitely not very good to the point where I actually complained about it and we'll see if that pans out in any way. But, uh, I gave them feedback on their website and I basically said like, look, like the chicken, like the chicken sandwich I got was actually pretty decent and it wasn't a bad value. It was pretty big for like for something. Um, I wasn't mad about that, but considering the chicken strips are kind of a big cornerstone item for a place like that. And we both got a three piece combo, which is close to about 10 bucks each. Um, it's, it was disappointing because the chicken was not very warm at all. Um, it was pretty non-textured. Like the, the coating was pretty almost soggy. The The wedges we both got were pretty much the same in terms of being pretty cold and pretty soggy. Um, the, the chicken was also paradoxically like almost overcooked, which being that that style of chicken was almost certainly brined, which usually makes it resistant to overcooking. It means it had to be subject to heat for a very long time to get that overcooked texture. Uh, so I think things were probably just being kept because it was, it was in the last hour of them being open, uh, probably being kept like on a warmer or something that wasn't really that warm. And like that probably dried them out and made them overcooked. And then also like, then left them cold and just soggy and shit. So it was pretty shit in that regard. I'll say one thing is that if, if the chicken strips were actually good, the value was kind of there because it is a fair amount of food, I think for the price, like in terms of mass, but it just wasn't good. Um, so I complained to them. I was like, you know, like, look, I wanted to like the place, but I'm not going back and spending another $20. So me and my roommate can try the shit again, just for it to be disappointing again. So if I'm ever going back to Lee's, you're going to have to give me like a fucking free two chicken strip meal voucher or something, you know? <laughs> Cause in my opinion, like a place that gives you subpar food near closing time is pretty inexcusable. If a place can't produce passable food towards closing time, they should just close earlier. You know, like, <laughs> like your business hours are your business hours. You have to make customers happy at every hour that you're open. So that was, that was a huge bummer. Um, but whatever. Uh, see and then today we had we actually had panda because he went back out um which obviously panda panda always delivers panda's pretty reliable um of course pretty limited selection of things we eat there i mean i think we both like the chow mein orange chicken i usually get some sort of beijing beef um yeah panda panda's good honestly in my in my opinion kind of mogs a lot of local chinese food but uh yeah um anything else this week oh yeah and i made a lot of chili uh yesterday as well um and made man, like man hey you know you know what this guy told me he puts in his chili last night what's up he puts coleslaw in it no i said i put slaw mix like like the it, no, so, it doesn't matter it no, doesn't because if you think i'm putting coleslaw with the sauce that's not happening no you're 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 putting the the shit that makes coleslaw, coleslaw and it's no it's 
so in my chili what i did is i bought at aldi just to, to kind of bulk up the chili and add some fiber and stuff i bought uh just like a, a bag of slaw mix which is like you know the uh the cabbage and, and a little bit of carrot or whatever you know shredded up um i added that early in cooking to the chili so it just melts into the sauce and it it does become pretty much invisible in there and it's a it way to not. add more it's no it's a way to add more nutrients to something like a stew or a chili no and it was it's pretty good Look, I, this dude told me last night that he doesn't even like chili. <laughs> I don't. Listen, you put uh -huh. coleslaw and chicken in your chili. That's not chili. No, okay, I put a little bit of shredded chicken because I had leftover shredded chicken that I was that I needed to use up, and I was like, you know what? That could just go in the chili too. No, that's not chili. That's that's just pure. The chili could be a lot of things. There's there's chili con carne. There's, there's chili with. Chili can have chicken. There's definitely such a thing as chicken chili. There's pork chili. No, there's no, that's wrong. <laughs> well, okay. The thing is, you're doing the same thing where you think that like chili is a very specific thing, and it's not. It's it's a whole category of food. No, chili is a very specific thing. Speaking of uh, speaking of that, I'm glad you mentioned that. I gotta buy tickets for the uh, chili cook-off. Oh yeah, yeah. Nice. That's that's my, that's my first event win. that I'm going to like. I'm I'm gonna walk. Right with the. Let, let yeah. me know if any of those people put fucking coleslaw. Well, in I mean, I'm chili. gonna make. A, I'm making a whole video about it. So. Yeah. He's he's gonna use my recipe and he's gonna win. Oh no, I'm not entering it myself. Oh well, you should. I'm just going. I'm going to take pictures. Anyways, I mean, it's it's not that much cabbage in there. It's just it's just a little bit of extra fiber is all. Uh, it's good though, and I put it on top of uh, knockoff Fritos and made like a Frito pie with it, and it was it was tasty. Posted pictures you guys all saw. Yeah, my, my man's put chicken and coleslaw chili on top of corn chips and then put some yogurt on top of that. Well, it's it's plain full fat Greek yogurt. It's yogurt. It's listen, you can you can twist your lies all you want. You put well it's chicken and coleslaw chili and yogurt. Okay, but okay, so but you would be you would be upset if it was sour cream too, because you just don't like dairy products. No, I mean, sour cream is normal put on chili. I don't like it, but it's normal. It's almost indiscernible from the yogurt. Here's a, here's my oh real my theory. Gosh. I think your taste buds are just fucked from the amount of just random shit you shove in to maximize your value. Uh, you you can't wrong. actually taste differences. It's not incoherent. It, it, the chili was nope. still... zero lies detected. It, it basically tastes the same. It just has a little bit of extra meat from the chicken, and that's basically the only difference. And Zero lies detected. Look, if I served this to Tay, he would enjoy it. I know he would. With the, you're talking about the chili, chili in like a Frito pie, yeah. Uh, uh, with the coleslaw. Well, it's just it's not coleslaw. It's it's shredded cabbage and a little bit of carrot in the chili is all. If you're having to defend accusations that you're not putting coleslaw in your chili, I feel like you've already lost. I mean, saying coleslaw implies that it's like the coleslaw dressing is also there, which is not happening. Hmm. If, if I mean, cabbage is not a weird thing to add to a stew, and chili is just a fucking stew. No, chili's chili. Yeah, yeah, it's it's derivative of like if there's like a tree of life for foods, right? Uh, like you have the stew category, and chili is underneath that kind of oh branch of food. Um, yeah. Anyway, so I also got I got a bunch of other stuff at the at the uh, the old as I call it. You know, uh, got some chocolates. Tony, try those chocolates. What do you think about the chocolates, Tony? Uh, the peanut butter one was mid. 
Yeah. I personally like the pretzel one the most, but that's kind of because I like chocolate pretzels. Right. And I didn't think there was enough toffee in the toffee chocolate. Well, the, the, the toffee one, like, I can taste it, but it feels like they're really small shreds of toffee. And I feel like I would rather have, like, just bigger chunks that are less, like, dispersed throughout it. So it's more of like you're eating chocolate and occasionally you get a nice bit of toffee. Right. Um, I have, uh, like, I have one small little segment right after this that i want to just yeah. just delve into for in fact let's i want to go ahead and do it right now just pull up the stream well, i was gonna let uh, hold on okay. because this is just insane because i've like i've dove into like the uh weird like so i was looking for like how did i get like you gotta buy tickets for the chili cook-offs and i was on this site oh, that it does it yeah. eventbrite and like all the insane shit that like people are like uh selling tickets to are just around here mm, yeah like this one a self-healing brunch um join us for the second annual self-healing brunch a transformative in-person event where we nourish our minds bodies and souls 45 dollars yeah. and then and then you get down here like the, i mean there's a bunch of stuff and there's a trend here by the way yeah there's a trend here i'm not going to say what the trend is i, I you see you all everyone sees it and no one needs to say it but you see we know what it is um screen. and uh I said pull up the stream. I'm looking at it now. Yeah, I see. Yeah. What you're, I see. What you're okay. Saying. There is a there is a trend. So, which is weird because I would suspect a different demographic of falling for the source shit more often, but I guess not. No, it's uh, it's that demographic heavily these days. Interesting. I th yeah, I think they kind of overlap a bit. In my professional opinion. No, oh, in your professional sure. opinion. Okay. All right, sorry. Back to food. Back to food. No, I mean that's back to food. Back to food. Um, back to food. Let's see. Okay, so we had the chocolates, knockoff drumsticks. What else did I get? Um, I don't know. All these always fun. There's a lot of random shit at all. Big all these guys. Uh, big uh, dude. It's such a good value. Every time I go there and I go to checkout and I'm like looking at the quantity of food I get and I'm like, this time I have like three reusable bags that are quite packed full of shit when I'm checking out. And I'm like, mm -hmm. it's like barely over a hundred bucks. I'm like, damn, like nowhere else am I getting this value for food, you know? Big Aldi guy. Big, Big Aldi, Aldi guy. guy. Just I just feel like I feel like I go there and I shop and I spend like a hundred. I'm like, damn, I could eat off this for like a month, you know? Like I got Are you potentially even Aldi's top guy? Yeah, yeah, a little bit. Wow. A little bit. Bold. Bold. I, I mean I, I make like a custom holder for my Aldi coin. Did you, know? you find it? Because uh, I heard you lost it. No, I, I, I did. I, it must have slipped out of my pockets. I think after I got the coin out and used it to get my cart, um, I think it was in the same pocket as my phone and probably put it pulling my pocket, my phone in and out of my pocket, probably dragged out with it or something, you know? Uh, so it's probably on the floor. So somebody saw my stupid ass stapled up piece of paper that said Aldi coin <laughs> pouch on it. <laughs> but um, but that's the, the beauty of the coin pouch is you can just make another one. Right. Um, but yeah. Yeah. Uh, all these kind of kind of the white man's grocery store a little bit yeah it's there's a lot of you know not too much supervision within the store very lax checkout procedure and they minimal employees but they keep on top of it because they're wearing many hats uh they pay respectably and uh yeah the cart thing it's like the riffraff aren't going to go and have a coin on hand to get, retrieve a cart you know um and it eliminates the need for like a cart guy because not only is the uh the, the shopping cart theory kind of situation being fulfilled, it's kind of being forcibly fulfilled because you want your coin back. So 
So it's uh, it's a good place. Uh, big oldie guy. But yeah. Um, aside from all that, I think that's my week. Uh, anything you want to add, Tony, as far as food this week? No, I just have to make sure everyone knew you're insane for adding coleslaw to chili. <laughs> I feel like, like I, a... yeah, I feel like we need to really hammer that one. Up. I feel like this is one of those times where it's like he's trying to make up for the fact that we dogpile him for food things a lot. So yeah, my my food takes are correct. Yours are insane. No, <laughs> yours are also insane. So, so. Right. I, yeah. I, uh-huh. Well, what what did we learn on the show tonight? Um, let's see. I already know what Tony learned. What I learned that Devin is insane when it comes to chili. Well, I feel well, like he learned, learned that, that last, last night. night right, yeah. Sure. Okay. He's kind of repeated. I feel like you oh, okay. learned that actually. Rather okay. Than yeah. Ah, uh, yeah. Sorry. That's what I learned tonight. Is that you have an absolutely insane chili recipe, and that's it's, not it's really, really not that. Ins- I don't it's think. not really that insane. It's not really a recipe. It's more like I took I took a typical chili and I just added a little yeah, bit of extra it fiber up. to it. And you, no, you saw you, you saw a good old it. fashioned bowl of chili, good old tasty bowl of chili. You just went, how can I fuck this up? No, I went. How can I add extra health to this bowl of chili? You you, you know, literally you like. What you did is, is you literally instead of putting coleslaw and chili. But there's nutrients in that stuff. You too, literally just the took the chili, right? And then you took the like just fuck my shit up Photoshop and put it over it, right? Like that's what sure. you did to your chili. You just you just said, let me fuck this shit up. It tastes indistinguishable from any other chili I've ever had. God, for shut. That's because all your chili have fucking coleslaw. No, but like, I'm talking about chilies other people have made for me, or even like pre-made chilies. Oh, it's all Pet- the same Petros shit. Would never. Petros would no, never. No, Petros, Petros would oh think that God. I'm a genius, and they're gonna hire me to be their new like head chef to, because you know, I, I I don't know if taste all this image I made of you know the whole uh, you, you killed the man not the idea thing with uh soup plantation and Petros, but like being <laughs> did, a yeah. yeah being a soup plantation connoisseur, right? I have the right spirit to steer Petros to success. And I feel like adding, you know, a leafy green to my chili so it can melt into the chili and add nutrients while not changing anything about it in terms of flavor or texture. That sort of genius, that sort of visionary genius is what uh, Petros needs to move to the next level and become oh my fully God, the next. Shut up. It sounds like some bullshit women would be into. Yeah. No, it's, it's just very, it's healthy. It's, it's very healthy much a Floyd cheap. chili. It's a Floyd it's, chili. It's healthy and cheap. That's all I'm saying. It's it's a low cost way to bulk up your food. You get more value out of it. I'm a big deal. Tony, what did you learn tonight? Um, what did I learn tonight? What do we even talk about tonight? Uh, I don't know. I was checked out for most of it. Um. I learned about Dwarf Chan or whatever. Ooh. Not, not a fan. As far as you didn't already know about that. Not a fan. Yeah, not a fan of that. Not why, a fan of that. Why, why, would I, why would I know about that? Like, well, it was, it was kind of a controversy when it dropped. Maybe it's just yeah. Bear, Bear Tay and I talking about it. But it might have been. Well, Here's the thing. I'm kind of a normie. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. Okay, okay guy. Okay, okay guy. <laughs> okay, well, first okay. of all, we're Italian, so... I don't, yeah. I don't really follow your little internet things. I, okay, uh, okay, uh, okay, uh-huh. okay. Devin, what did you learn on the show tonight? Well, I learned about the uh, the, the pleasant low-light performance of the uh, DGI Osmo Pocket. Uh, that was, port. yeah, that was a fun little, that was a fun little segment. Yeah. You know, I was thinking about it when I was watching the bits, like, of downtown. I was like, man, if you don't know any of the, like, the context for this, you'd think this is a nice-looking little city. Well, it's not a bad-looking city. It's no. I mean, aesthetically, it's it's rather pleasing in most places. 
I mean, it's hey, a little, it's hey, a little let's, let, me, let me let me strap this thing onto my 2023 Kia. Uh, I said Soul Kia Telluride SXP yeah. and drive through the hood. And speaking of souls, I saw a uh, white Kia Soul with like a red roof and racing stripes today. Hmm. Ah. Huh. Well, that's well, yeah. Hey. And someone someone say that has soul. It does. Yeah. No. No. <laughs> say it does not have soul. No, actually. it does. It does. Well, cringe, does. cringe is the root of soul, so and they're being cringe, so no, therefore they have soul. I mean, racing out your fucking Kia Soul, I don't know if that's cringe. It's sort of just like... Jap activity. Japping out your vehicles is the coolest thing you can do. Yeah, he's he's got Why a point, actually. It? I'm, I'm gonna do it soon. He's, yeah, it's coming. I'm gonna get... Uh, uh, I feel oh, like there's I'm a lot of things you're doing soon. Well, I'm gonna... Uh, get his ass. ass. I'm gonna Drag get a, his uh, ass. I'm gonna get a waifu spray on my car. Ooh! Dude, that's a whole. That's like that's a whole thing, right? Like well, that's. A... Guess what car we won't be taking to the interviews? Well, I mean, I think we've established like the truck is going to be the go-to on that. So. Yeah, big truck. I yeah, know. load load up in the uh, load I up. Mean, in I'm the... not going to disagree because if it means you're driving, I'm all for that. Oh, I, look, I w there was almost a scene earlier here in yeah. the Bickham House, right? Yeah. Where I like because mom wanted to go in in. A, a truck she didn't want she didn't want to go in the kia for some reason and she because it, it was really bad weather and she was like oh, i feel safer in a truck and i was like all right we'll take my truck and dad was like no we'll take my truck and i was like i can't take your truck though because i'm like i'm not uh, uh i guess I'm, I'm, truck cert i'm not your truck certified well i'm not because like that 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 truck is not we don't okay this is hard to explain trucks <laughs> have nuances no we don't we the Bickham family does not own that truck directly. I Our see. business owns it, and I'm not right. on the business's insurance anymore because I right. Fired. So in the worst case scenario, it could be kind of a fuck up. Right. And Dad was like, "Oh, I'm driving." I'm like, "No, no, I drive." Like that's rule number one of traveling anywhere with Taylor. I drive. No. That's so, that's so crazy that you're that you're into being the driver. Is it? It doesn't shock me. Uh, no, I mean, no. I mean, when you're yeah, the driver, you're in control. Exactly. Tony gets it. Like you, you're you're saying to me, Taylor, the man who has is most notable for being an overbearing control freak. Yeah, sure. The power hungry rape baby. Right. Hey. Right. I, just, I feel like I feel like I guess because I parse driving as a stressful experience to me. It's like if I like. Oh, I love driving. To me, it's like it, it's a barrier to going out because I because I consider driving stressful. It's like oh, I see. Because you grew up in California, yeah, maybe. See, that's where you and I differ. I find driving to be quite pleasant. I find it in well, fact enjoyable. The system works out then because I'm I'm a good uh, I'm a good kind of co-pilot kind of guy, mm. you know. And I I, I like I love driving. Like I'm that American, right? That it's like right. arm out the window open road nothing but all right so loose. you are winds windows down kind of guy hell yeah dude well, like weather permitting yeah. it's always nice hell yeah dude yeah no i'm number one drive guy so that works out uh the movie yeah shit i actually you know funny you mentioned that i think i think i'm due for a rewatch on that to be quite honest for what then? drive drive oh yeah yeah all right well someone say something stupid let's get out of here I'm going beefy bananas. Hmm. Yeah. Okay. Oh. All right.